fire tribe, where you at? I hope you're ready, rising from the ashes and it's getting heavy Conspiracies, we got plenty and some are scary From aliens to Bigfoot, extraordinary, yeah, yeah Danu Naki Dan and the homie Romy I was bugging out, all the crazy things he showed me Jesus bloodlines to the stars in the skies Always a good time, vibing with the fire tribe, hey So wake up, wake up, get it cracking Rise out the ashes, I know you got a passion Kick off the combo with theories, many conspiracies Other dimensions, plenty ancient history Fire tribe, where you at, wake up we about to get into it, I know you can't get enough At home, at work, it don't matter, turn it up Rising from the ashes, you know what's up, ayy uh, Rising from the ashes Yo, what's up everybody, welcome to Rising From the motherfucking ashes, I'm Dan Unaki Dan I'm the homie Rami, what is happening Daniel? What's up? Welcome what's to up? the Tribal Council Bonfire We're here tonight with Andy Rouse from the Deep Share Podcast. What's up, Andy? What up? Thanks for having me, man. We also got Shane Newsome from I Newsome, but I didn't know it all podcast. What's up, Shane? Going on. We also got Juan from One on One podcast. It's really hard for me to not say one on one or one on one. That's that's actually a podcast that came out after mine. And I guess dude was like, (laughs) fuck, he took my idea. So he did it one on one, but it's Juan on Juan, bro. Rolls off the tongue. It's fucking racist, bro. And then uh, (laughs) it's not not at all. Then we got Jeff Fernandez from Shadow Band and multiple other ones. Uh, So today on the show, we kind of brought together some of the guys from Horns Up, uh, a podcast that we do with uh, Jeff, Shane, and Andy. Though Jeff has never been there, so maybe we don't do it with him. (laughs) 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 But he's supposed to be. And uh, invited Juan. And uh, Mark, who is MIA and might be MIA, uh, who knows? Uh, but uh, so what's going on, guys? How are you guys all doing? Doing Great. good. Better. All right. Uh, Happy Friday. Yeah. Friday. April Fool's. It's payday, yes. too, and April oh, Fool's Day. Oh, I heard something about April Fool's that I never heard before. Maybe what's I'm that? Noob. Maybe it it's dropping. And I'm going to. Butch, I'm I'm not gonna know the details, but my wife told me this story about at some point how uh this was the time of year that was considered the new year because everything was coming back to life uh-huh. and winter was over and blah blah blah, whatever, you know, reset, destruction, whatever happened, then suddenly they start using this, you know, dead of winter new year to start things and uh calling people fools when they were saying it was new year's now, like any, it was like the fool's day and you know, that's how they just invert it and degrade it. And so as soon as I heard that, I didn't get too many details. I didn't look into it fair, you know, to be fair, but it makes sense. It falls into place perfectly. Does it not? Yeah. Yeah. There's actually supposed to be 13 months in a year. And uh, yeah, the, the new year is now, I guess if I remember correctly, cause like, September sept is supposed to be seven. Uh, seven, right? Excuse me. So, like, you can count, and there's like a missing month. I don't know. It's no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, October is supposed for to be eight. The eight. Yep. Right, 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 right. Nine. There it is. Yeah. November is nueve. December is deca. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Yeah. And get wrecked. Yeah. Boom! We're missing one. So. 
It's that 13th tribe. Missing a lot of them, aren't we? It's Joseph Scaliger for you. I mean, he's the one that invented the chronology that we know today, the AD and BC system. He was a Jesuit, bro. <laughs> Go fucking figure, huh? How about that? Damn Jesuits, bro, every time. Seriously. Fucking Roman. Which I don't like because that, that almost, <laughs> wouldn't you say, Jeff, that that almost indicates a straw man? I mean, that's always how it begins. It seems that way, right? Yeah. I mean, you can point to the Rothschilds all you want. You're only going to find so quick, much that's actually going to do something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I'm under the impression if you know their name, they're not the ones. Exactly. Yeah. So we say Jesuits. It just it's another clue to, that's going to lead to another clue. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Unfortunately, I think we're close to it. The Yasuits. The Yasuits. Mm. It's the evan- evangelical Christians. It's the gods in suits. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. I got. Yes. Okay. All it's right. a joke. It's a joke. God. <laughs> Play the laugh track, Juan. Come on. No, hold on. Actually, if you get too close to the truth, they... Oh, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Dude, that actually was scary. That was, that was a scary one, dude. <laughs> Just put me on edge. <laughs> it was because you jumped when you did it. Yeah, that, bro. I, you know, I did this thing. You know. Where... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I want to start out by saying. uh this is like our anniversary of rising from the ashes. March twenty eighth. Congratulations was when we released our first right? episode. When are you guys expecting? It's cute. Uh, well, we, congratulations! It's already a year old. Out. Yeah, it's Roman, been in there a little long. We might have to cut it out. Roman had a butt baby. Oh, yeah. messing messing with Jack Parsons in there. That's, huh? that's why. Yep. yep. That's why Probably I was retaining true. all that water weight. Yep. Have you guys met in person before? Uh, a couple weekends ago, yeah. yeah oh, really? We took a, we took a little yeah. trip down to San Fran, baby. That's romantic. Yeah, yeah weren't you late? Super romantic. We put rose petals in the hot tub and shit. And yeah, Roman and I had to cancel our show. We had to Absolutely. spend time with Dan. You know? <laughs> didn't oh, you say, really? Oh, didn't man. you say he was late? Somebody was late, right? I think I remember reading that somewhere. <laughs> oh, I was incredibly late. I've, Roman's like, late for fucking everything. My phone stopped working as I like left the farm, and I was supposed to go pick up my boss from the airport, and then my car started like shaking on the highway. And like my cylinders are like misfiring, and I was like, "Oh God!" And I couldn't call anybody to let them know that I was like pulling over to let my car chill. Yeah, his phone didn't even fucking oh, work. Oh. I had to try to call him on fucking Telegram. Hey, it's like how how high are you? I'm this high. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, lots of, lots of cannabis, uh, you know, in and out. It's, it's, it's the crop of the, it's the cream of the crop around here. You know, we grow the best shit. It's, it's amazing. Uh, we got some lilac diesels right now that are, it smells like, um, oh gosh, right. It's like a sour patch kid mixed with like a, a little bit of lavender oil what? of sorts. Ooh. It's, it's sweet and sour. It's oh. like, it's, it's very Sounds nice. delightful. It's like Panda yeah. Express. That's what you should call it. <laughs> Sounds good. I can't smoke anymore, man. I was getting like super paranoid and anxious every time I smoked, so I just like quit. Yep. Yep. Roman, like you should that. start like a side podcast just on Patreon where you it's like an ASMR show where you just slowly <laughs> uh describe the smell and taste of, of like different strains of food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm down, dude. That sounds oh, nice. Yeah. I'm so down. Oh, I'm not going to pull up my Bronx accent tonight. I'm not no. going to fucking do it. All right. Dan hates oh, it. I'm not going to do it. Fucking quit it. <laughs> I'm not. Okay. I'm done. I'm done. Anyways, uh, what, what's going on? Let's, let's get this ball rolling. Let's go. 
Yeah, well, you're a fucking host loops. too, motherfucker. You do Let's something. <laughs> I I just pass it towards maybe you know. Uh, yeah, well, uh, no, no, you have some questions. Let, let's, let's, yeah. let's get this lost. Let's get lost everybody's, in. uh, feeling on, uh, Atlantis to start, I guess. Like, uh, Andy, what do you think about Atlantis? Plausible? Uh, no. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, yeah, I think it definitely existed. Absolutely. A hundred percent. But I, as you know, don't think it was a place. Yeah, time period. It was a time period. Yeah. Alt land east. Um I don't think that every little nugget we're getting from that side of the story is gonna be like completely accurate, of course. I mean, we're dealing with all of human history, but Mm -hmm. that seems to solve so many problems uh that we run into because Atlantis always has this characteristic of the Acer in the North that we find in uh, the saga and uh, yeah, the vitamin and mythologies. So it just seems uh, there's something going on with the North pole that makes sense that that was originally this paradise. But then of course it was recreated over and over again, all over the place. It seems because yeah, we have these concentric ring cities found everywhere. And then the star forts as well, I think, are connected in, in some way. I don't know how, mm. but it seems like maybe a new iteration or something like that. Or a uh, a mutation, almost, of that original system. A purposeful one, maybe. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Because think about it. We're, we're always talking about false light and like uh, the light bearer and shit like that. So we go from this concentric circle system where everything is is like paradise to this star that gives light. Interesting. Oh, I don't I know. Thought about that. I just thought about it. That so it may be absolutely fun. nothing. Resonance, <laughs> yeah. maybe. Yeah, like that. That makes sense. That, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Energy. Uh, busting light from there. It's mm-hmm. cool, man. When we were talking to Exertus, uh, he mentioned that uh, like Lumur- L- Lemuria has like the moo in it and loo and it's like so maybe there's some connection to the moon and even borea i asked him if uh if there's a connection to like moria with borea and he said like uh the uh the in the alphabet of uh what's it called uh, the middle eastern one oh, shit. arabic it's alphabet a- arabic yeah in arabic the b is Moo is pronounced moo in Arabic. Hmm. And I was like, oh, well, that's oh, fucking so, interesting. So Borea and moo. So Moria. Moria, Moria. Interesting. Super interesting. The Moors. Yeah, the Moors. And and when we're talking, we talked to him a little bit more about the Moors. It seemed like more of like uh, northern people rather than normally when we talk about Moors. Uh, personally, I associate it with like a mulatto skin tone or or black people african or no maybe white people but mostly uh like mixed people Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't know if everybody that's at least what's that yeah that's what's been put into the public perception regardless you know yeah but it seems like there's white too but you know when they talk about the cities of atlantis and they talk about the colors they talk about black white and red and often it's indications of the the races that all 
were there together and they created a society together. So, I mean, uh, it's interesting too, that Egypt, the three pyramids were white, black, and red or so they say. Interesting. Uh, it's Herodotus, right? The way he was talking about that. Herodotus. I don't know. Herodotus. 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 Whatever the fuck his name Herodotus. is. Herodotus. Herodotus. There yeah. we go. Uh, Shane, what do you think about Atlantis, man? What do you, uh, what is your knowledge? Dude, so I uh, went back and listened to the Emerald Tablets of Thoth the Atlantean again for, I don't know, I'd say I'm on my 15th, 20th time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, um, dude, every every time, just deeper knowledge is, is gained from it. And I think all everything with Atlantis being brought back up right now is is literally to go read that fucking book. Um, you know, you have to have a certain level of knowledge to even understand it. And, uh, it's kind of a lot of like ye, it's like old, like Bible mm. language. So it's, uh, you know, not, it's like old English. So it's, it's you Shakespearean. Know. Yeah. 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 Bacon, baconian bacon for, for sure. But dude, it's just, it's just powerful knowledge. And like I said, every time I go back to it, I get more from it than I did the last time. And, uh, dude, that's, that's the key to everything. So, so what, <laughs> what have you got from it? What knowledge have you, uh, sussed out of there? Uh, it's, it's a lot of stuff that just, uh, you know, I've learned through like psychedelics um, just on, you know, everything is one and, but, you know, a lot more intricacies in there. It's, it's, it's a really personal book. Like it's, it's, it, it's hard to, to relate anything to it's you guys. like self-mastery. Exactly. Self-mastery. Cause I don't know, like, like you might not be able to even relate to some of the stuff I've gained from it. Yeah, I would say the end of it is the only part that's very collective. The most of it is very internal. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty much that's what I got <laughs> <laughs> right now. We'll see what else comes up. Juan, what do you think about Atlantis? So here's the thing about Bigfoot, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> so I was listening to a lecture on Manly P. Hall. He's got a series on Atlantis. And the more I think about it, I think that how uh, I didn't catch his name, the Deep Share podcast, where he said it wasn't Andy. actually a, a physical place. I think that it's more of like Shambhala, right, where they talk about this higher state of consciousness. I think that when they talk about this place, because arguably we know that all these ancient religions and ancient civilizations have correlations and parallels. I mean, that's that's a given. There's the same figures over and over again. And I think that maybe these people these Atlanteans knew how to tap into what, you know, the, the astral plane of these Akashic records. And I think they were able, that was Atlantis to them, this higher state of being, you know, you have Shambhala and Agartha where it was this magical place. And I think it just, it wasn't actually a physical place because all over the world, arguably you can say that there are remnants of Atlantis. You have in the Saharan desert, the Saharan desert where you have the concentric circles. And you mentioned, uh the yeah the, the emanationists right the greeks they were emanationists and they, they believed that the one in the in the center the source emanated out reality so what if 
that was Atlantis, right? This metaphysical thing, not so much a physical place because there's a mystical interpretation to everything, how there is a literal interpretation. And we know that Plato talked about Atlantis because of his uncle Solon. And then Solon got it from the Egyptians. Well, who the fuck did the Egyptians get it from? You know what I mean? Like it goes back down to maybe it's just a story of a higher state of consciousness that they were able to tap into as a as a whole people. And that's where the Mayans disappeared to. That's where the Egyptians disappeared to. That's where all these great civilizations of all over the world were able to tap into some sort of aether, if you will, and just peace out. Uh, you know, at a certain time of year, we know talismanic magic, the planetary spheres needs to be at a certain alignment. And it's all got to do with the pagans, right? The macrocosm and microcosm. If you understand the human anatomy on a micro level, you're able to understand the universe on a macro level. So I think that's what it's all about, you know, as above, so below. And I'm thinking it's more of a metaphysical place rather than a physical place. And maybe they tried recreating it in the real world, hence why we have all these remnants of all these lost cities, if you will. Is is there any non-pagan religions? No, absolutely not. (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) <laughs> even the monotheistic ones have uh more than one god in them so. jesus becomes the sun the 12 disciples become the 12 zodiac signs i mean that's what it's all about the son of god is you know right. he's the sun he's, yeah. he's the center of everything so so you you think more of like atlantis as like a uh hidden heaven within the realms of uh what's it called dimension dimensions well, we, we got, you know, I, I talked about Anakian magic today, right? You have John D and Edward Kelly, where they talked about the Aethers, the 30 spheres, right? The concentric mm-hmm. spheres. The Gnostics talked about every celestial orbit was a different dimension. That was maybe Atlantis to them. And in the center of that, we have the sun, which we know gives life to everything else, which is the center of the, uh, you know, for a long time, it was the center of the universe for a lot of civilizations. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think it's, yeah, 100% more of a metaphysical. And I think, you know, when you look and you take, uh, you know, that's why you had the dark ages. People took the Bible for a literal meaning of the of the word, right? Like, oh, well, you have to follow the word how it is 100%. King James said you may not alter anything in this Bible. You know, the words presented in here. Why? Because maybe there were Rosicrucians, but that's a whole different uh, thing. But I think it's more of a higher state. Uh, this thing that they wanted. I talk about this a lot, this disconnection from the source, the one mm-hmm. the taking away from the humanistic movement and more towards that brokered experience that religion is. Hence, you can only achieve divinity through us and everybody else is a heretic and killed. The Gnostics were onto it. I mean, they understood that consciousness came first. Uh, an examander understood, right? The Greek uh, pre-Socratic uh, philosopher that, you know, this is a reflection of a more divine uh universe but the problem with that is that it demeans this reality right if you talk about you know that there's a higher state of consciousness you're demeaning our reality you're you're taking away from it and you have uh i forgot who it was uh frederick nietzsche that talked about you know focus on the real because this is the only reality that we're able to experience and be weary of those who uh, promise you otherworldly goods so i think you know, uh, with all these ancient civilizations and ancient people, I think we all have a piece of the puzzle, but the puzzle's fucked up. And I think we're all trying to put it together in a way that, you know, you have organized religion that plays a big part of it because it just demeans everybody's perspective. And back to Nietzsche, you have perspectivism. No one's ever going to know the true reality of a problem because we're only comparing perspectives with one each other, you know, perspectivism. It's like that puzzle with all the fucked up ladders or, or stairways that are going all over the fucking place and you can't figure out what direction the stairs are going until you put the puzzle together. Yeah, and I, I think that they were all they were all correct. 
in their own sense of the word, like they understood it at that point in time. Now, you hmm. know, you have that's why maybe they were trying to build the Tower of Babel. And in, in modern times, the Tower of Babel is the CERN. You know, they're trying to build these towers to other dimensions. Like, I think it was what a rocket for? ship. I mean, Parsons, bro, the rocket ship. You know what I mean? Like, without him, we wouldn't have NASA as it is today. Shout out to NASA. You know, shout out to the <laughs> lizard boy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're, they're that's your boy. They were tapping really? open dimensional field. That's like the whole point of like that, the MK ultra timing of, you know, the launch of NASA and everything, you know, that whole time period. And it's just like funny that they were trying to rip open dimensional fields at the same time. They're trying to like go into space. Well, you know, I talk about the Gnostics, but at the same time that they were doing the Babylon working ritual, the Nag Hammadi had been discovered. So these guys are, are, you know, intertwining fiction with reality in a way. And they literally bring forth these things. Again, if it's, if it's the actual magic that's working, I can't tell you. But I feel that, you know, with the word magic, if you will, I feel that back then people were able to tap into this sort of thing quicker. Because if you look at like Roman was talking about the Nordic mythology, like if you look at Welsh mythology, it's super magical. It's super, there's dragons, there's spells, it's Harry Potter. It's real life Harry Potter. And I feel that life back then, maybe to the Atlanteans was like Harry Potter. Like they could speak these things into existence and speak other portals into, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it was like that because the original alphabet only had 17 letters in it, 17 or 19 letters. And they've added all these glyphs and ciphers into it. That mean nothing. Absolutely. Like, like the letter Z or Y or whatever, they literally mean fucking nothing that they just added on there to demystify us from being able to manifest things easier. And that's why these guys, these occultic guys, though, you know, it's like you got to do the Macarena naked in the middle of the desert while you jerk off. And then when you turn <laughs> around and face the north, then maybe, you know, Babylon will come through. It's like back then that was like, boom, here it is, you know, with this little wand. Boom. And, that, and there it was because they were tapped into that that source. You know what I mean? That's, mm. that's what uh, again, you know, it's just this 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 they disconnect us from that source in order to be able to more easily manipulate us. And I think that's the missing puzzle piece, the connection. You know, I mentioned the pagans, but mind you, back then when they would look up to the stars, bro, it was beautiful. There was no light pollution. It was Mm -hmm. just the star. So they felt that connection. And I think that's got a lot to do with it. And we have a lot of shit in the airwaves today, you know, that that are are messing with that aura of you or this metaphysical thing. And it's woo, -woo, right? You think about it, it's woo, -woo, but it makes a lot of sense. Because I mean... I feel we were more perceptive uh, to these things back then than we are today. And we're, you know, these ancients were able to tap into Atlantis or Lumeria or whatever it is. Cause I mean, it's, it's epic. If you really think about all oh, giants, you know, and, mm-hmm. and Tartaria and all this stuff, but they intentionally uh, suppress all this information because right. I have this one thing in the book of Enoch, where when Enoch went up and the angels and the watchers and the Nephilim and everybody was there, they were teaching him all everything, right? After that, he becomes Metatron. So I think they're withholding us from this information because they know that once we learn these secrets, the secrets to all the mysteries, right? When you acquire that key, you turn into this being that's able to literally manipulate the fabric of reality into what you want it to be. I mean, that's the whole story behind Enoch. He learned the secrets. He was up there with El, Yahweh, whoever. He was up there and they taught him. They're like, listen, bro, now you got to, you know, uh, watch over this dimension, boy. You know what I mean? You got to watch over this dimension. Now you're you're an angel, son. So, again, 
There's a reason it's the occult and only a, yeah. a select few of individuals can use it. Sweet. Jeff, what do you think Atlantis is, man? <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, Juan makes a lot of sense. I also like what Andy said about the, the it being a time period rather than necessarily a place, but I'm a little bit more uh, material with when I think about Atlantis. I definitely think it was a location, not a location, but probably like a, a massive empire, right? An actual empire that expanded not going to use the word the globe, but the world, right? And uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot to think about, especially when you think about like how the sea level rose 400 feet or something like that since the end of the last ice age and how many thousands of miles of coastline are three, 400 feet under the ocean now, mm -hmm. right? And they, they're constantly finding, you know, remnants of sunken cities. There's countless sunken cities out there. So every time they find one, they're like, oh, we found Atlantis, we found Atlantis, we found Atlantis. And I think that they're all right. I think that all of these sunken cities are just, just like we do today, right? We have cities all over the fucking place. We have like the United States, for instance, we have fucking bases all over the world. We have colonies, right? Or the British had colonies all over the world. So I think that's kind of how Atlantis was. I think it was just a, a worldwide empire that literally sank. Now, the other thing that I have a problem with, though, is like, you know, uh, Plato's account of it sinking, you know, 12,000 years ago, something like this. I don't know, man, because when I talked to Exertus last week, he was talking about, you know, fucked up timelines. Maybe we're really in the year 1080 instead of 2000 <laughs> and things like that. So it's hard to like line everything up with the timelines and stuff. But maybe the recent mud flood a couple hundred years ago, something like that probably wiped a lot of that out. I don't really know, but definitely a place as far as what Juan was talking about with people being more in tune with you know the the woo i think that and this might be a little black pilled but i don't think that the normal schmucks in atlantis were able to do this i think it was still something that the elite parasite class of the time just like today probably have the knowledge that the regular schmucks probably had no idea they're just doing what we're doing now and i think that that cycle it's like the playbook repeats itself. The elites have the schmucks build the infrastructure for massive societies while they get to do whatever they want, play in their woo land, and then they tear it all down and start it over. Like SimCity. Like SimCity. <laughs> Your intuition is good, man, because like most accounts of the time the timeline period of Atlantis was high technology, hierarchy definite top-down government you know and like kind of what you're explaining and you know kind of the way that they explain the original egypt too um you know so that that's 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 good intuition my brother because that's that's definitely the accounts widespread um yeah i don't think it was a big utopia it. like a lot of people think when they think atlantis i think everybody was you know fucking whatever it wasn't that it was definitely kind of similar to what we have today and as far mm -hmm. as technology who who really knows i mean sometimes i think they were relatively primitive compared to what we are now maybe still quite advanced obviously to build you know a worldwide empire with all ki kinds of intense architecture and geometry and things like that but maybe they were just as advanced if not more advanced than we are maybe they had fucking giant crystal motherships that could float around i don't <sighs> fucking know i think they did um 
Roman, what, what do you think? Of course I do. <laughs> Come on, dinosaurs are fake, guy. Give Yo, me a break. Listen, they <laughs> are. <laughs> Jeff thinks dinosaurs are fake. Yeah. I know they're fake. <laughs> yep. Uh, I, okay. I slide I slide in and out of it too, Jeff. Don't I mean I I, I go back and forth, <laughs> man. Uh because you know there's a lot of, there's a lot of evidence that you know a lot of the uh recreations of whole skeletons are based off of like one bone, right? So you're just like, well, I'm not gonna believe that. Like obviously, you know, and also a lot of these museum and societies that pay for archaeological digs, they're like, you know, paid by the universities or, you know, paid by the fucking feds and so, you know, it's kind of like astronauts in the sense that they're kind of handpicked people, but no, but that get to really be big on the, on the dig site stuff. There's obviously a lot of amazing archaeologists that want to like break the, they're like, but they can't shake the mainstream narrative because archaeology is one of those things where it's just like, you can't really, you know, or else your, your credibility just goes to shit. That's what yeah. it is. Like, Even if you're a, a, a real archaeologist and you, find some shit they send the big guns in take the dig away from you so yeah there's a whole lot you that's better not thing. tell them you found nothing because yeah, you know that's a whole thing i actually just did a full presentation on this the other day i did like yeah. two months worth of deep research on it and yeah dinosaurs are fake bro yeah i think it's kind of funny to think <laughs> about it like if it was just giant's bones and they're putting it in our faces but they're mocking yeah. us with giant fucking reptilians <laughs> yep ha that's funny actually that's funny man yep Dude, uh, that new THC episode uh, with the. Hey, what do you up? think about Atlantis, Roman? Shut the fuck up, <laughs> bro. I will. <laughs> Where is it's going to turn this into a dinosaur episode, bro? Fuck Atlantis. Uh, right, no, um, I thought we we're talking about Atlantis here, Roman. <laughs> I was about to bring up Nephilim. That uh, Buzz okay. Aldrin confirmed Nephilim in Antarctica. I thought that yeah. was pretty sweet. Well, we don't. We don't believe Buzz. So. Okay. Anyways, yeah, Atlantis, <laughs> man. Uh, well, I've got three amazing books on it. I got one from Ignatius Donnelly. Um, I got one from this other guy who's British from Oxford. Uh, but he runs like the esoteric society over at like Oxford or, or, uh, like the study of esoteric stuff. So that's, it's a good one. And then, uh, we have one of the most bl- mind blowing ones, in my opinion, was, uh, this, this beautiful, interview that we had that got lost to the ether hopefully we're gonna do it again but by sarah berkshire uh that was the hardest for me to believe out of all of these other fantastical concepts sarah's was kind of like for i even told dan i was like i don't know dude i think she might be (laughs) might making some of the shit up until we talked to her and i was like i don't know i think i think this like talking to people in you know a hypnotic state uh might be real Right. And that she might be catching and talking to some entities there. And, you know, it's interesting, too, because Edgar Casey, who's a, you know, I mean, relatively credible source that people consider credible. Um, he was brought into the state through hypnosis. And so it's like, you know, that's one part of this magical world that that we exist in. Um, and so to kind of touch on the concentric ring idea, which is you know, obviously prevalent and, and beautiful and touch on like the, the consciousness of it. Uh, we talked to another guest, Wahid Hassan, and he studied with Dr. George King, who is another guy who was having these, uh, you know, these conversations with entities. He would channel them through meditation Mar- and Dr. Mars G- sector six or something like that. Exactly. Right. And so basically their story, they have a Lemuria Atlantis story and it's always two, right? It's hermetic, Right. There's, there's the mother, the father, 
you have Lemuria being the mother and Atlantis being the father, and then they create creation, which is us. So the bloomage of both. Um, and they, they talk about these planets are actually levels of consciousness that you go through and your soul travels through the spiritual journey to go to each planet, cycle in, cycle out, cycle in, cycle out. And each planet having a mission, each so like your soul is on its its full expounding journey. And, yeah, the fascinating thing about that is your your soul starts at the sun. It comes from the soul, and it after Was you Casey? go through all that journey, you return back to the sun. Uh, and, Dr. George King, he was like from Dr. the seventies. Dr. George King, really? Yeah, that's George interesting. King. It's super interesting, and you know, but how credible is it, right? It's like you know, that's what people say. Uh, about these people who channel these entities and they they're communicating through them. So it was really cool to check out um, Sarah's work. And, you know, I, I recommend that everybody does um, get her book, Hypnotist Journey to Atlantis. And so, yeah, the concentric on rings, audible. It's on audible. It's great. So I, I definitely do think that, um, you know, earth is alive. It's a celestial body, right? It grows, it breathes, it moves, it, it digs it, you know, whatever it jives and drives. You feel me? And, uh, it grows dude. And so like it, uh, it goes through changes just like our bodies do. It's no different, right? We are a hundred percent connected and in tune with the earth. So I think that there was more land at one point. Um, I mean the volcano, like, uh, uh, all of the Pacific islands show us that they were once above water. Right. And then you have that over on the Aleutian chain and the, the Atlantic ocean too. And so, yeah, I definitely think it was a, uh, a, not only a time period, obviously it was a fucking time period. If Atlantis existed on a land all time, it's still a time, right? A place in time. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, the hardest thing for me to really grasp is the birth of it. Right. Where did, atlantis come from right that's the true human origin story and what we're told from these people that are that are contacted and so on and so forth is they were basically we're fucking from another celestial galaxy we are from somewhere else and uh and yeah so it's it's one of the deepest greatest topics ever you know like so it's constantly changing so i you know uh but but definitely uh i i think that the magic of consciousness is still alive and well i do think we're being suppressed on how to fully get into it but i do think that we are able to tap into it got to decalcify and rectify baby it's all about the great work so we get into it that's what we're doing here tonight boys you feel me <laughs> and I want to add to that, Roman, where you're talking about decalcify, right? Your pineal gland. Uh, there, there, you know, the body doesn't preserve organs that do nothing. And the reason that we still have a pineal gland is there for a reason, right? You, there, the body works just how the universe works. You know, it'll take out these toxins and do everything that it needs to do to get rid of certain things, how the body does. And there's a reason uh, I was reading. You guys should check, really check out the occult anatomy of man by manly p hall where he talks about the the uh, the the symbolism behind well christianity in specific but the the correlations between the man right the microcosm and the stories that they talking about like the 33 years of christ life the 33 vertebrae atlantis uh, atlantis atlas carrying the globe on the on his back right we have the 
the vertebrae up here that's whoa 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 whoa. he carried the what on his back the world (laughs) (laughs) okay the disc just just checking the disc all right the disc Disc. snow globe sorry dad uh the disc (laughs) uh we have the vertebrae there that's called the atlas vertebrae right so again it's symbolic for everything else and one of the things that he says and this is why i feel that children are more susceptible to the paranormal one they can see through the veil quote-unquote that's why they've been targeted by a lot of these conspiracies and QAnon and lizards and stuff because up until the age of seven before the wait, soul, wait, wait. jeff said lizards aren't real no no dinosaurs they're are met <laughs> are you trying to start a scrap dan <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just fucking. Around. They're they're metaphorical, okay? They're metaphor. That they are the archontic forces at work in the world right now, right? The, the, those are the lizards, right? And uh, so he says that up until the age of seven, right before kids are actually fully indoctrinated. And me being a father, I saw it with my son growing up, where you he would be laughing at things and looking, and I'm like, what the fuck's this guy? What the fuck's this guy's problem? You know what I mean? He's like a two year old laughing, and I was maybe he's seeing angels, how they say so. Before the skull, right, in the time of Lumeria, before we, we developed our two eyes, we had some sort of antenna, right, Be- coming protruding through the skull in the center. And again, this is in, in the in the anatomy of man, but it makes a lot of sense because as our eyes developed and they got put where they were put, this thing was put in the back of our brain to where the pineal gland stands. And we know that some reptiles still have a third eye on top of their You know what heads. that's called? It's called a Tuartara lizard. You know what I'm talking about? It's got like a retina and everything. The on the back of it's crazy. <laughs> but I think it's the same thing with humans. I think that children right before their skull actually just closes and that pineal gland starts to calcify up with all the bullshit that they feed us and all this stuff, they're more susceptible. And it's the same thing back then. They were more open to this thing because... I don't know if they had like some antenna coming out their fucking head, but something, you know, it was more open, if you will, and, and able to pick certain things up because we know consciousness is broadcasted to us. Yeah, I think it's because, you know, at that time there wasn't elites decal- or calcifying everybody's pineal gland. And so that's why they're able to have these deeper connections with the other spiritual worlds. Um, but I, I kind of think of it like the box saga really opens up Atlantis a lot. But in, in my perspective, also, I would say that like there was a chain of islands all through the Atlantic that kind of connected um, all the way from uh, South America, uh, all the way up through the Atlantic. And the head of the snake, so to speak, was the Netherlands. And if you look at it on a map, when you look at the uh, the chain of islands, you can kind of see how it looked like a long snake kind of going through that whole Atlantic. I think that's where we get the whole idea of the sea serpent uh, mythology and everything like that. And it seemed like uh, they had control of these islands for one of the reasons was for tactical position because other people would have to take boats to be able to even get there. So, if the other normal people didn't have boats or ways to get there, they could just hang out and hoard whatever they wanted to there. And so uh, you, you have that. And then they would tell people stories of like, Oh, there's big giant krakens and octopuses. If you go through these pillars of Hercules, but you know, the, the pillars of Hercules were also called the pillars of Saturn. And 
the ocean, the Atlantic was also called the Saturn Sea. So there's already connections to the god Saturn right there. And uh, so I think kind of Atlantis, like even when you get into America, you got Otslan. And then Otslan, Ots means like surrounded by water. So you have a lot of these ideas and these words, uh, even uh, Anunnaki or you have a lot of these letters that kind of refer back to uh, Atlantis or this time period or these people or where these people came from. Even uh, the Greeks were beat the Atlanteans in a war, right? So to me, they had to have been physical people from some type of physical place. And uh, you have a lot of these stories and myths and uh, all these ancient structures all pointing towards the North uh, so, and, uh, I've talked about the 7,000 year old, 7,000 year old egg, uh, ostrich egg that they found. And it has like three pyramids and you see the Nile, but then you see three concentric rings at the top of the, of the egg. So I think that they were aware that this place, this Atlantis place was there at the North. I think that's what they refer to as the kingdom of heaven. I think that is the place where the angels came from. Uh, the, the, even the, the iron cross, right, is the four cardinal directions of, and the center of the middle is where that place is. So I think that was like the connection point. And then from the four corners of the world, you have to connect the four corners of the world to the top of the pole, and then you can go into those four corner directions. So when you fold across, it turns into a cube. Yeah. To reality, right? And me and Roman did an episode on Pythagorean that he fucking lost the recording to. 2D to 3D. My computer broke mine. Two-dimensional reality to three-dimensional reality. Yeah, Yeah, Dan, you were mentioning like the other myths that seem so close in uh, like the linguistic side. And there's also the Oralinda book, which is Frisian, which tells the story of um you know this it's like a highly controversial book from from like holland i think right i think it's holland and um basically it's about the destruction of a large landmass in the north sea known as atland so i mean that's mm-hmm. another close one you know following earthquakes tidal waves things like that so we have that similar thing and you know Juan, you were saying as above so below so I totally connect with what you're saying because I'm always going crazy about fractal reality and how these things are happening on those deeper, more intimate, more spiritual, whatever you want to call it, levels. And Manly P. Hall, you also mentioned, love to point this out, that everything was reflecting one another, all these different Mm -hmm. levels of reality. So on a physical level, a historic level, uh, a level that we can account for possibly even on in a physical material way uh, is once again, they're all just reflecting one another. Whatever is happening on the inside is happening on the outside. Uh, Another great reference is Joseph Campbell with the the hero's journey, as Dan had mentioned earlier, uh, the hero with a thousand faces. Yeah. Because that hero starts in here we all have him up here every one of us and it's this externalization of this process that's internal and then Mm -hmm. we can go further and go what's internal what's external take psychedelics and there's no difference (laughs) i think with uh with all the religious books there's three ways to read it there's the the microcosm way the macrocosm way and then what plays out here in our our reality or whatever you want to call it 
is is what the visual stories are about like the jesus story uh even all the pagan gods and everything those are all just played out things from what's going on in in the macro with the planets and whatnot and even with the micro with atoms and everything else at so, again yeah yeah see <laughs> it I, starts there uh, adam <laughs> adam too yes and, and uh so what you said with the polarization when you have to have the two right well, Lou Maria, Lou, I've often said is a, a kind of part of the word of the word Luna. And to me, Luna or Lucifer represents the moon. And so if you have the sun, the people in the north worshiping the sun, then you have to have the people in the south worshiping the moon. And then so I think that the Antarctica region, I'm going on a globe model here. So excuse me. Aww, but, you. but if you go to the south. Then you have Antarctica and you have a large uh, uh, continent down there that's now frozen over, possibly because something got flooded and it insta froze, whatever. Uh, but they've they people talk about finding pyramids down there under mm-hmm. under subterranean realms and all kinds of stuff, Nordic aliens and uh all these other different things going on so i think i think in in antarctica there was another civilization that existed uh that was the inverse to that northern uh civilization and even when if you look at the jesus story the jesus he's crucified on the southern cross right and then Odin hangs himself upside down from the world tree in the north. So you have the, basically it's like an inverse story and they both get stabbed with a spear. They there, there's certain things that are, uh, Odin gives up his eye for knowledge. Jesus dies for the sins. So you kind of have these somewhat parallels to the stories. And so I often think like maybe, maybe there's a connection there. Maybe there's a connection there to, uh, you know, the, that pol- polarity, uh, especially when you talk about both the Atlantean, right? Thought, uh, he's the Atlantean, uh, he's from Atlantis, and he often talks about the polarity. You have to have that dual perspective. That's kind of how I think maybe the duality came into the world. And when we get into like Lemuria, we talked to Von Galt, uh, she was talking about how like uh, the f- the Philippine islands and everything, that whole chain right there was part of Lumeria, but it was uh, covered in water uh, from the flood and all these people had to escape somewhere. So where did they escape to? They would have probably went to whatever's close right there to into China area, uh, India. Um, This is possibly where we get the Denisovians. Um, And then also into California Right. There's a lot of stories about Lomeria with California and Mount Shasta and uh, all kinds of other things like that. Hawaii, Easter Islands. There's all mm-hmm. kinds of different associations um, to Lou Maria. So another interesting thing was uh, Sarah had mentioned that they called Lumeria a moon, A-M-U-N. So a moon. So you get the con- connection to moon again, right? Amun Ra. Yeah, Amun, yeah, the Egyptians. Ra, that's where um, right? that's where Amen come from, comes from. Amen. Right, but 
But in, in Egypt, Ra was the unseen sun. He was the sun. He wasn't the moon. But we know from Bach saga, the whole story of Ra and how it came to be uh, the moon and that the whole switcheroo thing happened. That's kind of the whole story of Satan, right? He wanted to be the sun because he wasn't he wasn't the great light. He was the lesser light, but he wanted to be the great light. So eventually the sun went away, not the sun itself. The, the God that represented the sun went away, either killed in the great war or whatever. And it, somebody took his position and Lucifer took that position, became the sun. And then the moon uh, became a more f- uh, feminine reality, possibly. Uh, I think I have just, the cosmology of like the Saturnian cosmology at this time, right? Supposedly that the planets would this, be a yeah. lot closer and more visible. Right? They talk about two suns. I think this is the story right here. I think this is the representation of the two suns. I don't think there was ever actually two physical suns. I think there was one sun, but then another person, another entity took over the position of the sun and became the new sun. And so that's where we get the idea of the two suns in the Saturn system. So <clears throat> Saturn being the old sun and then the original sun, yeah. Saturn itself. You know yeah. what I mean? Being represented in Mount Olympus as now Saturn instead of as the sun. Yeah, all that sounds, everything that you're saying just makes me think of like that whole uh, Saturn cosmology, you know, the, the golden age when Saturn was the original mm-hmm. sun and right. electric universe, you know, uh, throwing out, you know, mm-hmm. Saturn and replacing it with, you know, this new sun, right? But you guys, this is kind of going back a step here. You guys know the name of this mountain on the North Pole? Apparently. Maru. Well, that's one of the names. Yeah. Rupes Negra, the Black Rock, 33 ah. mile wide Black Rock. But then you think about like the financial institution Black Rock. Mm-hmm. Is that the one with the original uh, antenna on it? Like the um, first broadcasting antenna, is that the one? Um, I don't know. I'm looking at like an old, old map, but yeah, it's just I was I just saw that and I was like, oh, Black Rock. And I, obviously I'm thinking Black Rock, like the financial institution. Then it says it's a thirty three mile wide black rock at the magnetic north pole, hmm. according to some schmuck back in fifteen seventy seven. Black cube too, yep. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because the that's that's funny too. Black cube, black rock, thirty three miles long. And yep. if you take this, the map of the North Pole with the, you know, the cross inside the circle and you take the circle or the cross folded up into a cube, black cube, well, that's, that's kind of crazy. You also have, you know, East, you mentioned Easter Island. You have all these things uh, along that 33 degree, uh, 33, mm-hmm. uh, the ley line, parallel. right? You have a uh, the 33, I'm sorry, the 33rd parallel where it's a bunch of the things that we know today or along that 33rd parallel, 33 being, again, symbolic, 33 years of Christ, 33 degrees of Freemasonry. I think, I think the 33 is also symbolic of the, uh, that 33rd parallel, like you were saying, but it's symbolic of Middle Earth and the serpent that ruled Middle Earth, which was Satan, and all the religions stemming from that. You still believe in Satan after reading uh, Eddie's book, bro? <laughs> well, he doesn't have horns nah, I don't, and I don't a tail. Believe in Satan like that. No, I don't. Well, you know, like I Sob. said earlier, all the macro and the micro is playing out in story on on our planet, and and so we're taking Just these replace Satan as, with Saturn yeah, as Satan, entities Satan, or, Saturn. or whatever. Which is also Santa. Know. 
Yeah. But here's the thing, though, because in Hindu and the Hindu Trinity, which is where the Christian Trinity came from, their God is the preserver, destroyer, and he's the, all. Of them. Yeah. Yeah. He's all three. So it's like, what if God, like, I believe God is the universe and the the balance and the order that is maintained is just natural, you know, survival of the fittest, if you will. And I think Agreed. it just happens naturally. It's not that there's good and evils. Like what even, what if, what even is mm-hmm. good and evil? Does that even exist? It's just a construct yeah. in our That's mind. That's back to perspectives. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. yeah. Perspective just, is right. Yeah. Just, you were saying because Andy perspective and I talk of, about that often. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, because the divide and conquer right on one level, it's evil as shit. They're hiding, you know, all that they put stuff out there for us to fight over on a very human level that's divide and conquer on a much deeper level it's this balancing force it's the same with Uh, the the story of lemuria and atlantis though it's the spiritual versus the materialism right is atlantis is the materialistic uh techno driven society versus and and lemuria is the natural spiritual society and then what you have is you have eastern mysticism right and then western theology or whatever so and then even in india and in the maharabharata you have the that great battle between the two sides right they finally met face to face with each other and went to war and then who who won nobody i mean i don't remember where guess at it but who knows i don't remember where i heard this but uh i had heard that like lemuria was actually the previous age before the atlantean age and then at the fall of that age came the atlantean age so i guess that's a that's a that's a timeline too uh actually that's a timeline of uh of dr george king we were talking about earlier when we talked to wahid we asked him we were like you know what came first lemuria or atlantis wait wait, what did you say roman you guys were talking to him yeah. Talking no to Wahid Hassan who trained with Doctor oh, George King. Was, was he cha- being channeled? Oh, yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> not Bashar, uh, sti- not Bashar style. And, and he <laughs> said that uh, you know, in their chronology, in their timeline of of that story, it is that uh, uh, the consciousness came to Earth and started the land of Lemuria, and uh, there was actually like a nuclear explosion, and then they the second land was atlantis and then i think there was another explosion and then you know either yeah. aryan or hyperborean yeah, or whatever. if you guys ever heard of uh spirit science they have like a human history movie with spirit science that's i love pretty, spirit talks science. a lot awesome. about this whole story right here and and thought the atlantean i i think that they get it from uh, i can't remember that guy's first name but Melchizedek. yeah drunvalo drunvalo yeah Melchizedek. so uh it super great cartoon movie that's on youtube you can go find you guys it. know spirit uh, science out there yeah i watched you. that like 10 years ago man it's been a long time <laughs> they have that's a lot what, of dope videos that's yeah. what i was gonna bring this back to you said uh where did atlantis come from and uh you know atlantis always always exists it's existing right now let me remember yeah. it's existing right now mm-hmm. bring it back to the procession of the equinox and also what juan was saying about it's a it's a dimension it's a a consciousness so i think you could achieve it individually i think i could just poof out of existence like i never existed to any of you if i obtained a certain consciousness level and i could be living in uh atlantis but also i you know think of the procession of the equinox where the entire consciousness of everybody will eventually shift there but then I don't know. I kind of it kind of mixed back and forth with me. 
there's there's no such thing as time. So like, whenever you die, whatever consciousness level you're at, I guess could put you could put you back in Lemuria time or like fucking caveman times. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and for Atlantis, I think Lemuria was like at the the pinnacle of like the highest point of consciousness. Um, where you're just like just the highest point of like spiritual knowledge you can have and Straight still be in a, and still be in a physical existence <laughs> and then atlantis was on the downside of that and then you get to like all the way to like the renaissance where like there's cool doing cool paintings and shit but that's like coming coming back around um so i guess the the before you start coming back around be like fucking it's like it's like the information about the it's like the information (laughs) of the of the 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 true lumerian or whatever you know high civilization that once was the information of how to tap into consciousness you know electromagnetic stuff just kind of kept dwindling down it was like only secret societies have it only royal have it like you're saying like that and then you get to the mm-hmm. renaissance where it's just like it's highly kept fucking secret yeah. high in the cathedrals high in the castles and it's only the royals and um and 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 stories told down and so that's kind of crazy too i love that that was beautiful Rising from the ashes baby hey shit yeah yeah um <laughs> but uh so Okay, if we came from aliens, right? If there were ships that came here because this is a beautiful heart of the heart chakra of this body of this galaxy specifically and is full of minerals that is absolutely uh, beneficial and necessary to other planets' well-being. And it's like, you know, why do we want gold as humans, right? It's valuable to us for things, right? So why would an alien want to come here and get gold and rare minerals? Because it's useful to them for whatever the fuck they need it for micro macro right so we are only doing what we know because we come if we came from the stem consciousness of people coming here to mine for minerals then we're just doing what genetically we've always fucking been here to do is to work in the mind to move the earth move it so we can fucking shuffle around and so it kind of gives me this visualization of like um, there's a really great, uh, book by Arthur C. Clarke called Childhood's End. Then they made it into like a three part, like mini show. Fucking awesome. I really highly suggest everybody watch it. It's super fucking tight. So each- insane, dude. Dude. So spot on, dude. So amazing. Yes. Everybody needs to watch that. It, and we can't say anything because the, the twist, oh, it's, it's so crazy. I will say this one thing in that there, when the ships come in and they're just chilling above society and are silent for years and there's just societies living with spaceships over them and nothing has happened. Absolutely nothing has happened. You're just, they're just there and you're like, what the fuck? And so, you know, um, what just thinking fuck? about <laughs> when the ships come in, you better be ready. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking about the, you know, if this high, if the, if these entities are here, if these, if these aliens are here or whatever, they can, their level of patience, their level of understanding is probably, uh, is not probably, it is, you know, better than ours. Right. And so they, they might be able just to be chill wait for whenever some sort of deluge to happen if they want to flip the script flip the you know it just happens i'm not trying to be some like black pilled alien dude like they control absolutely everything but you know when we dig into this stuff that we're digging into and the origins of that where those lands came from where those people came from where the fuck we possibly came from 
then that that would be some sort of truth thing there. Uh, uh, dude, who knows? Bow, Can I play a clip about the crash landing from the hypnotist? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why don't you uh, play a, facts. play some clips? Hit us hit us with a clip. Yeah. Hit us. Okay. I wow. Okay, we're gonna go. Um, we're gonna go with this one first. We're gonna do three of them. And they're all from the same uh, same book. Oh, hey. it is. Oh, just in time, oh, I brought a. Yeah, that's my dad. Dad. This is uh, apparently the uh, the old <laughs> sewage system of uh, ancient Rome. By the way, hold up, Mark, Mark Steves just joined us from my. Looks family. like a dick. So crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> it sure does. It's only half the size. Though. The outline it totally is. is. Well, remember in box art, they're obsessed with fucking penises. So, yep. I mean, <laughs> just dicks everywhere. Part of the procreation, right? And even yep. the 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 tip of it, right, is a vagina almost because it's uh it's got that. Shape the ring, yeah, it's, the oh, ring. it's a dick and balls. Nice, yes, yep. we got the concentric ring right there. It's supposedly the uh, sewage system layout Stadium. design for, um, yeah, the, the the sewage tunnel system for ancient Rome. Thought that was hilarious. The architects like you're paying control. I thought you were playing a clip though. That's not a clip. That's a fucking picture, bro. So is that an asshole? Bro, he's not warming a us up. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to add on to what sh- are you going to play a clip? I was just, yeah, you know, was, do you, why don't you add on whatever you're going to yeah, add on, baby? So I wanted to add on to what Shane was talking about, right? Because we know cymatics is a real thing, right? We know that, that frequencies can affect material. And the thing with, the reason I say that these ancient civilizations were able to attune to a certain frequency, we know that if you attune your hand to the frequency of your desk, you can put your hand through the desk. Now, I have a couple of friends of mine who have laid in the box in the king's chamber, I believe. And they've laid in there while people are chanting. And they said that the vibrations in that box get so intense, they need to get out. Now, I have this thing where the re- we don't know why the pyramids were built. There's a bunch of different pyramids all around, all throughout the world, right? Ancient megalithic sites. And I think that through a certain time of year or something, they were able to attune as a people and able to just shoot the fuck up into another dimension and peace out. They were able to literally dissolve themselves into the aether, if you will, and shoot themselves up into another place. And that's why I think a lot of these ancient civilizations that have gone missing, the Egyptians, right? They don't really know what ever happened. Oh, the Hyksos. Well, who are the Hyksos? Well, it's just some nomadic tribe. Well, the mines, what happened to the mines? All these people, I think they learned those secrets and they were able to attune that to that frequency and leave. And that's why I think it was like an, like a celestial elevator, if you will, just like, hey, lay in this box, chant this one thing five times, whatever, and I'll see you on the other side. And they were all just like, all right. And they all did it. And boom, you know, yo, uh, son, what, what if they were like, uh, what is it called off planet civilizations? What, what, what are those? Uh, when they leave the planet, maybe they figured out technology to an extent where they could just leave and go somewhere else. Maybe. I don't know. Species. I don't know. Maybe they were just deleted from the simulation. Or Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Too much to render. You know, <laughs> what are we looking at? What is this? This looks fucking fascinating. Uh, it's a, it's called the forbidden history of Europe, the chronicles and testament of the Aryan. Mm. That's kind of racist. Never mind. (laughs) We should read through that sometime. Roman, um, play, hit us with a clip though. Yeah. I thought it was movie time. Where's the porn? 
Well, I was just, well, you know, you wanted to say something once, so you said it, and then now you're done. So I think that's it's just a natural flow. We got to wait till we're okay. done here. But hey, also, I wanted to touch on what you were saying. So, um, Thoth the Atlantean, right, comes from, uh, later known as Hermes. Uh, his mother is Maya, and they think that that's where the term Mayan came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the, the Mayan land is the, the motherland Andy. of Atlantis. <laughs> say what? Andy, Maya. Mm. I want to no. watch Sausage Party. Can you play Sausage Party right there, bro? <laughs> I got it. I got it. We could do it. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, Hypnotist Guide to uh, Hypnotist Journey to Atlantis. Here we go. Uh, this is about a crash landing of. She's having a hip. She has a session uh, with one of her uh, clients, and she's in a hypnotic state, and she's talking to her as this entity that is her on the on a different conscious level and talking about uh when they landed on earth uh before the civilizations we can do it his way and we can do it my way and we can see who is the more successful one so he was planning on splitting from you then i think he was planning on splitting from us the day that ship crashed i convinced him to stay he wanted to go in one direction and I had wanted to go in another. And- Correct? Yes, we were running out of resources and we knew we had to seed the planets. How is your planet now? It is still there. However, it looks like it no longer has people, but vapor mists of energy of what was once people there. There are, however, still pyramids with big spires on top that hold our history. Where is that planet? Very far away and behind the Big Dipper. Where are all the people from that planet now? There are no people on that planet, just energy memories of our civilization. The people who left are here on this earth, or they seeded other planets. Are a lot of people on this earth from that planet? Yes, many. At first, we were some of the only ones. How did these people get here? In the beginning, it was as I arrived here in ships. Many of us crash-landed, and once you have been here... In the afterlife, you can choose again to stay here, or you can try something different. And after many generations, you're not given the choice if you want to leave here. Why is that? You forget the choice. You get stuck here with the things you would like to do here. There is so much time, though, that there is no need to worry about that. Yeah, so uh, one of the many, many tales of uh, a hypnotist journey to Atlantis with her clients, and that's... What's, kind of an what's very interesting right about that is, is the Big Dipper and uh, Ursa Major, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And the Big Bear and how that plays a role in the Northern mythology and how um, it's it's talked about often. I have a problem. Okay. Why would you why why would you be coming here in ships? That's such a th- like that is a concept that we have developed you know, on in in our civilization. I don't feel like any super advanced civilization, if there are any out there, would be using ships mm-hmm. to get here. I, I will uh I'll touch on that just a little bit because I told you guys I was kinda like skeptical about, you know, after listening to the book, I was like, okay, this is everything is answered perfectly to a T. So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to her and ask her about uh, you know, the communication. And so basically she says when she's with her clients and she's talking to them in this hypnotic state, 
when she's talking to these, you know, these, uh, these entities there and they're talk, they're channeling, talking through her, they, they have to like, she said, put it in a way that she would understand they, what the fuck they're actually talking about. They're not really entities though. They're just, it's her past life regression. So it's her past self. Yes. Yeah. Not, not the author, but, uh, this, this, the client, you know, client that she has. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and to you, Jeff, I would say that why, why would they come in here in chips? Well, history repeats itself. So we're just doing the same thing that we've already been programmed to do. We were made in their image, right? Wouldn't our yeah. technology be as well? Maybe that's part of the sleight of hand. You know, we all, we often like to say yeah. how fake NASA is, how fake everything Whoa. is. It's like, Relax. <laughs> so I mean, uh, <laughs> JPL is real. Well, that yes, yeah, of course. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, ISS right? Yeah, threw me off. Yeah, I care. I don't know. Oh, sorry, dude. My bad. No, it's okay. It's okay. I do this often, even on my own. <laughs> That's what you're stoned, right? I, I, I'm, we're talking about just, ships, Andy, it, and uh, yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, I go. mean, a lot of it is just maybe the new technology we're seeing is is fake, and it's just projected onto us, and it's all money laundering schemes. You know, but it's the same technology over and over again, perhaps. I, I, Why is oil still run everything, even though we're using alternative? Fuck like, oil. all that has to pr- be processed through oil anyway, which just, isn't yeah. even dinosaur bones. <laughs> it's the That's same true. reason they, they give us electricity <laughs> through wires, even though it can be, you know, just like Wi-Fi or, you know, radio waves, whatever. Sell it. They have to make money on it. Yeah. Mark, what up, dude? Welcome hey, to the, Mark. Welcome to the chat, my bro. Look at this fucking guy, bro. Look, Look at this guy, this. dude. Look at this fucking guy. Fuckers. <laughs> Sorry I'm late. Uh, Jesus Christ. Unacceptable. This is this is like the test run uh, for my new studio. So there's going to be a lot of fucking mistakes right now. Do you hear, do you hear an echo? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. All right. I'll just ignore me. I'll be here. I'll chime in when I'm more prepared. So okay. I wanted to add right to this to the to the ship thing that jeff was talking about because i've always thought about this too i go if these if these entities if these aliens are so sophisticated why the fuck do they need us so that that, that's a whole different podcast so we have to remember that you have things like the merkaba right where it's like this vehicle that takes your consciousness i think oh there you go you see right there so it's i think that's what these guys were really on to not i don't know if you have you guys had uh michael p masters on your show Von Galt studies no. the 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 Berkama like oh uh Merkabal Merkabal uh and she briefed us on that like it's mind blowing it's like the flying rainbow lasagna. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Michael P Masters talks and again this is a guy Doctor Michael P Masters he's a guy with a PhD in anthropology and super legit works he's a professor at a university and he talks about that we the aliens the Greys are us from the future. And we're coming back to study ourselves and again through time travel. We eventually develop. You know, I would see Elon Musk inventing time travel, wanting to sell that, right? Because it's all about selling money. That's why the elites are going up into space. If you have enough money, just go up into space and you see how the world is round. And then you fucking, you know, what? <laughs> fucking Dan Space. I know you love the round. The round. <laughs> anyway. So it's a, a tourism I'm a, thing. I'm a well-rounded person. Yeah, you're right. It's a tourism thing where they are able to sell it to people and the aliens are just us. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you said history repeats itself. They're going back and be like, hey, where'd we fuck up? 
you know, and there's all these movies about time travel and shit to where it could be true. Man, there's this really funny show called Soulmates. It's like these two Australian dudes made like a little sitcom show and they totally riffed on that, dude. Like, uh, the concept of this show is hilarious. It's like these two guys, they're like best friends or soulmates in every single lifetime. So it goes like caveman, super future, you know, like, uh, Bondy hipsters, you know, and they're hilarious. I really, if you guys like comedy, check out the show, but they do this skit where they're like these, they sell time travel real estate and people just come in and they're just it's an NFT. Know. Yeah. It, dude, for real though. I mean, like, every science fiction damn near is like, you know, it's been, it's been played out in some way, shape or form, even if it's just like, you know, an agregorical sense of like coming and fruiting to uh fruiting, write that one down. Y'all super smart. Word also write down agregorical. I think you mean allegorical Roman <laughs> allegorical <laughs> and agregor 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 and allegorical. Yeah. Egregore. Well, egregore, it's an egregore. Egregore, which is like a group of people thinking about something that makes it fruited in reality is different yeah. than an allegory. Right. But I mean, so, so if egregorical is what you went. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, words, Mark. I, cool. hey, I like hey, that. Guess who else made up words? Other fucking humans. So <laughs> let's go. Like I got a, I got a whole list, baby. I, I'm gonna start writing a motherfucking dictionary. Uh, I, I would say with the with the time travel thing, they they have old. They have told us that they have been able to teleport atoms from one place to another. Quantum so entanglement. Yeah. If that's possibly what they're telling us, and they have done that, then. Who knows how far ahead their actual technology could be? No, damn, they are telling do. you that. They are. T- that, they dude, tell us all kinds of shit, bro. I don't believe yeah, it for a fucking saying. second, dude. <laughs> no, but they paint it in a facade. All right, guys, aren't you listening? I'm so. I mean, so, we're, we're talking right here on the internet all together. So uh, uh, obviously, they're doing something to they got some oh, technology. That, see that? That's like the easiest argument when people when I get into it with people, man. They're like, "Don't you like your cell phone, bro? Don't you like the internet, bro? Trust the science, bro." I'm like, okay, we're scrying right now. We're like fucking I mean, looking into the fucking other dimension just looking in there and seeing who's in there well, fucking we, romans in there we created our we created uh we created our version of the universe like there's a cosmic code right you like mm. obviously like with atoms and molecules of how planets are so temperately perfect um supposedly right uh to create the atmosphere that they need at that certain space and time and it's infinite just like our consciousness and just like the internet that we created to basically mimic consciousness and the cosmos <clears throat> yeah, I just, like to, I just like to add that quantum quantum mechanics and, and quantum entanglement uh and, and like for instance like the double slit experiment famous for you know when those when i learned about those things it was like ping 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 like yes 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 from everything i learned from like the other side mm-hmm. and it it confirmed everything so that it's like a description and they'll try to control it they try to control more things, controlling the narratives more than, I mean, there's a lot of fake shit out there, but I just, I don't know, as above, so below the micro, the macro, like quantum mechanic, the, the quantum world makes sense to this, hey, to, this to my model anyway, but that's just me. Check this out. There's, since there's no such thing as time and this relates to all the dimensions and everything, I kind of think the different planets, like one, I think what I'm saying are just different dimensions. There's only there's only one place. It's like we're walking on a treadmill, and uh, yes, there's only one there's only one atom. There's only one atom yeah. that makes mm-hmm. up can be all of them at once. 
Well, so what Shane is saying, let's take it where we're, we keep saying as above, so below. Let's fucking go, and we go down as into below, an atom. So right? Let's fucking go. You go down into an atom, and we're talking about the double slit experiment. As above, so below. So what's to say that, that it's not reflecting, right? If, if you can quantum entangle two atoms as above, so below. So you can do the same shit in the macro, which is the right. bigger version, which is us. And then multiply yes. that again to the other macro. It's like how they talk about different fucking galaxies and different timelines and string theory and all this bullshit. Dude, they're saying it already without having to say it. You just got to read between the lines. And it's easy to dismiss it like, yeah, they do tell us a lot of shit. But I think, you know, a lot of us are awakening and being able to just pinpoint shit faster and quicker. And you know what I mean? Like look through the lies because that's what it's all about. You know, I'm just so getting this more relates more to Atlantis. The... Go ahead. Go ahead is to for me atlantis brought these kinds of conversations up Hell yeah. I'm, I'm just getting more into like i don't want to use the word like simulation universe even though that's kind of what it is but like let's just say we're going off of like right trust trust the science right we're, we're on the internet right don't i love the internet because these motherfuckers have also told us that the entire universe is a hologram and our minds are also holograms decoding the universal hologram so what is I'm down. What it is, is confirmed. Yeah, I've watched my confirmed. entire reality disappear in front of my face. Yeah. I'm down. Indeed. That's what I'm saying. That's Army Intelligence Command right there. You know, 1982 or 1984, they come out with this. So I don't know, man. I'm I'm still every anytime I hear about like aliens coming here, blah blah blah. I'm like, uh, I don't know. And that's not even necessarily because I don't think space is real, but it kind of is that it's just more so like i'm pretty sure we live in a fucking hologram dude well, what about the, both, Earth, the thing is the aliens would also be in that hologram like this everything is, in physical reality is part of that hologram. but this is what i was saying about the ships right they wouldn't need to take ships here if they're this mm-hmm. advanced right yep, they could just yep. fucking materialize here they could uh, just i think that's just, harry potter right in theory there. i mean <laughs> that's that's what hollywood sells us so that we don't pay attention to what no, the no, real no. magic See, yeah, is yeah this is where we disagree i think hollywood sells us that they come here in ships Mm-hmm. when they don't yeah maybe i just I, yeah i, I, I mean I if you, you want to hold other precious cargo i mean like you maybe might be able just to like zoom that and zap that it's like hey we came here for earth or how are we going to haul all the shit there but if they don't need you know the minerals the reason why they came here supposedly you know a lot of the lemurian and atlantean stories sound very similar to the anunnaki story right like the the sumerian tablets like you kind of like get a lot of that vibe when you're listening to these people in these hypnotic states you know supposedly you know telling and channeling this information they're like hey we're glad you asked the reason that we keep coming back is because we're trying to like actually solve this fucking problem this uh, 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 limitless is <laughs> how how limitless and endless is this problem of trying to get these minerals you know like that's the story well, even it's that never could ended. be the same as like right now right let's take like uh the king james bible for instance okay there's people that believe word for word everything that's in that bible and more power to you whatever but how do we know that something like the sumerian tablets weren't just the doctrine that was given down to the to the scrubs by the elite yeah. parasites, and here mm. we are always referring to them like this is the fucking thing, yeah. and it's just another King James version of the Bible from fucking yeah. another civilization. Well, know. you know, Sumerian tablets are basically a story of how consciousness plays with those two forces that we've been talking about the whole time. I think there's a lot of like 
it's the same. Well, it's the same with the Bible, right? There's a lot of things in the Bible that also do Just this. Tell it how it is. Tell it how it is. But it's also we we all know that the King James version of the Bible has been heavily manipulated and and controlled and rewritten and shit erased and all kinds of. You know what I mean? So it's like. It's just hard for me. Maybe I'm just super blackpilled on this. Very, you will, you're, oh, you're, you're very, pretty uh, you're pretty blackpilled just by the sounds of it. But <laughs> yeah, I will yeah. say it's all credible things you're saying because uh, absolutely everything can be fucking skewed. And there's no reason why it wouldn't if right. there are people who are, you know, running the paradigm. So well, I'll clarify. Like I don't even valid. believe I don't really believe in aliens coming from other places either. At me, least me either. Respect, <laughs> at least yeah, not from the, the world's pers- At least not from the perspective of, um, you know, the ancient stories we're hearing, all the ancient aliens. Uh, yeah, I go with it's human stories. It's absolutely yeah. human stories. As well my, as that's my main point. Stories. Yeah, that's yeah, my I main point. I would there. say, uh, 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 Jeff, like, not, not to like pick on you or like be mean or anything because I love you, bro, but Bring uh, it. how do you, how do you pull, what do you, how do you pull your truth from all the lies then? Like, what, what is truth to you through all the lies? Like, what makes it truthful to you? Is it something that just because it resonates with you that way, or it depends or on what? what we're talking about? Because I guess. I'll, I'll say I believe the Earth is round, and you you crash on me. Well, but, see, that's but, the thing. But that's I how I feel. That it, I it, don't necessarily think that it's flat or round. I think that this hologram <laughs> matrix that we live in will give you what you want. Oh, so totally. If, yeah, that's so. totally. Yeah, I'm down with that. See, you guys yeah. using the word belief. Learn this from yeah. my new friend <laughs> Lehman Dollins. Belief. Belief, believe, um, any any belief is a limiting belief. Every belief is a limiting belief. We're also talking from the ego right now. All of us, not not ego, (laughs) not like egotistical. We're not like. I'm saying that you know we're describing these higher things, these higher order of things, from a place where we only remember maybe like from my perspective, I remember experiencing them from the psychedelic realm where i wasn't this egoic in this egoic state you know what i mean we can only reflect back on it from a a, like blinding ourselves you know we we don't get to see the whole picture ever so i mean yeah that's where cognitive dissonance kind of comes from and they feed it of course but it comes from within because it's always that we're blind we're half blind here but i I don't know i take an i take the stance that that's how reality is built that there's always a needle in a haystack. There's always the diamond in the rough. There's always the, the small against the many. Like this concept is ubiquitous through every level and every story of our lives and every part of reality that we know, you know, infinite staircase. Yeah. And the choices are cons. It's like, there's not even a nano, like choices are nanosecond. Like you can't put the, you know, the non real time that we're talking about, you can't put a time on the, the, the choices that, uh, consciousness makes as they naturally just happen, right? Blinking, moving, saying the things I'm saying. And then egos is really interesting, really uh, interesting kind of like snake that just moves around in your consciousness. And it's like, I feel like ego a lot of times is, uh, it's heavily pointed, you know, it's like di- single directional and, uh, yeah, just try. Is it, man? That, that's we're to, going into like some, left brain to finish up. Say. Like left to, brain is how we can describe this experience that we've had with this other side. You know, to finish up the alien topic a little bit, though. Uh, usually, when people have these uh, alien visions or experiences, they're not describing uh, Cthulhu or like fucking octopus or whatever else that they're showing <laughs> us in the movies. They're usually some type of humanoid-looking form. 
And when you when you look back at civilizations or ancient civilizations, lost civilizations, they often resemble something from that lost civilization. So maybe it's it's actually energy that's left over from the ancient past and that's still continuing to be here that people are seeing themselves or seeing that and they're because they're having hallucinations or experiences through their pineal gland and awakening their conscious through uh, the energy that they're now able to see that they weren't able to see before. It's a never ending story. Just one last thing is that like, um, because of uh, our, our limited perspective here, um, we're kind of stuck always just chasing their, their leftovers, whatever spills out, you know, whatever we come up with, whatever we find. And we still, we're getting better at understanding ancient symbolism. And even like Manly P hall and people like him would admit that they were always learning until the day they died because we have this broken history. It's like a game of telephone mixed with a controlled operation that Mm. was natural and controlled at the same time. You know, it was like we have these groups that kind of knew what happened before. And that's kind of all they needed. As long Mm. as they had that extra hand at knowing how it started, they could kind of control it from there, but we don't understand the symbolism and we have this problem with history. So we're constantly debating over what is symbolic and what was actually historic what actually happened in the material world what was symbolic and these this problem may persist for a long time i don't know how to get around that i don't know if anybody has a good answer for that yeah um roman i'm going to ask you to play some more clips but before we do uh mark since you uh just came into the room uh do you want to uh give us a little breakdown on what you think about atlantis and lemuria and ancient civilizations and whatnot aliens or not working I'd, he's muty beauty i'd, oh, I'd rather not you'd rather not yeah okay. i just I, i'm just trying to wrap my head around how i'm gonna i'm he's sorry set up yeah it's just a new setup and i can't get over the fact that every time i talk i sound really different i don't know what the difference is but okay. i'm trying to work on it all right. Yeah, your audio is cutting in and out as you talk. Yeah, uh, Roman, hit us. Uh, no worries. Hit us with some other clips, unless anybody wanted to uh, respond to what Andy said right there. But that was beautiful, Andy. Solution. I, I don't think yeah. we're ever gonna super know all the answers. I think that's part of what we're doing here right now is keeping that is balance of forces, trying to talk and talk it out and seeing what things do make sense and what things don't make sense. You know what what pieces fit into the puzzle and what pieces don't. And then trying to make sense of our reality that we live in. What the fuck is even reality? What the fuck are yeah. humans? What the fuck uh, are even opposing dogs? Views, like, opposing views are you know what, what I mean? makes a painting, bro. It's right? like you got to yeah. have the different colors, baby. Yeah, I mean, it's, sure. I'm down with and it. And just like the, you know, the, the destination is not the journey. It, you know, the journey is the destination, right? Or, yeah, wow, dude. I fucked so that you up. Said <laughs> the solution. Um Fuck, how did I lose my train of thought? God damn it, Andy. You got it. That's because I, I got the damn, I caught the Andy. <laughs> let me, let me just say, let me just say this on, on the last thing I'll say about like the aliens and also kind of the ego thing is I just, I guess most of my ego in this particular topic is that I don't necessarily want to take away the possible accomplishments of humans in our, the, the form we have now yeah. as humans and what we probably did 
and just kind of push it off and be like, some fucking aliens did it, right? Like the whole ancient aliens thing. I used to love that shit. I used to be deep into ancient aliens, all about it. And and now I'm getting more into this, like, dude, we're smart and we, we are creative as fuck. So there's no reason for me to think that we didn't do all the shit without the hand of some fucking aliens. You know what I mean? Bingo. Just so, more ways to keep us thinking we're powerless. Right, exactly. Yeah, check it out here. I have remembered it. The powerless. This is super powerless. Um, you only have the illusion of free will. Not sure if that is super black pilled or super white pill. Love it. Love <laughs> it's it. It's like the whole if you like like believe in the life contract thing, like that that's basically what it's saying. Like you have the illusion of free will. But that's what Andy was saying, you know, it's just for the experience. Like why not? Like mm-hmm. I mean, it takes the guts out of it to say, like, it's just for the experience. But I think there's meaning in that, you know, for everybody. But this is like the the as above, so below thing I was listening to the Emerald Tablets of Thoth, you know, like that this is, you know, we're all here on this plane for our own reasons. But it's like it's like the whole musical scale on this octave of lessons. But then we'll move up to this octave of lessons. And like I said about the never ending staircase, infinite Mm -hmm. staircase man it's fucked up that rockefeller uh for some reason it had to be the rockefeller like music foundation changed the natural tuning standard tuning of all instruments in like the 50s yeah from uh to 440 like from just that little from 432 to 440 and just that little bit of frequency is just absolutely just and you know what's crazy there's like bands right like metal bands that'll still like put all their music in 432 like uh oceans 8 alaska for instance and i don't know maybe it's just because their shit's sick but it also sounds sick you know put that shit on in the car and i'm like ooh, this just hits a different kind of way oh yeah yeah like i've I've tuned uh i've tuned to 432 multiple times and then when you play with 440 stuff or something out of like even just a couple hertz off it's it it's kind of cringy yeah, it's dissonant. There's a good. I mean, hey, there's a balance of dissonance that you could it's probably good. make some really cool shit doing like oh, different dude. frequencies. Listen yeah. to mm. my music. <laughs> Gladly, <laughs> fuck yeah. What is it? What is it? I want to know. Fucking Let's brutal go. dissonance. <laughs> For real? Yeah, heavy shit. That's the name. That's your artist name. No, 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 no. Shane's no, on no. some fucking alien core type shit, bro. Every time I hear a shave sends, I'm like, bro, it's just some fucking alien. Um, Sigic. Look up Sigic. P S I J I C. With a P. Sigic with a P. You. Psy magic. Sigic order. Oh. Fucking Skyrim. I didn't uh, call it my vocals. <laughs> the name. Nerd alert. I like it though. Psy like magic. Cool. Oh, dude, Ro- look at this. Roman, we all like the Sigic order. If anybody knows about the game. Look at this moth. Look at this moth. Roman, where are you? Are you going to play a clip or what? Oh. Yeah, uh, my was like the Sigic order. We showed up and we're going like that. He's, he's, guess, underneath, he's underneath his house, uh, his bed fort that he built in his bedroom. Yeah, baby. <laughs> like I like I like podcasting outside. It uh, it feels good uh, on my balls. So uh, we have uh, we got some Va- uh, Von Galt. Uh, oh yeah, here l- let's start with this clip here. Um, just won't well, just give me one hand. Uh-huh. All right, here. Uh, you ready? <laughs> Like uh, stories or artwork of what these Lemurians might have looked like? Yeah, they were giants that had, um, they're basically blonde-haired, blonde blue-eyed Asians that are giants. Okay. 
or red hair or red hair. Um, the in the pyramids of China, they had they have in secret um, mummies, but you can probably find because some people have taken pictures and put it on internet. But they have the ancient mummies who are like ten or so feet tall, and they have red hair or or blonde hair. Is there any use of um, psychoactive plants or like any cool like plants that tie to old? I mean, you have plumeria, which is an. The answer is no. Uh, she says no. There's no psychoactive plant she knows of. Uh, That's a funny question. <laughs> like, are you sure they weren't fucking stone, bro? <laughs> I didn't know if there's like some special Lumerian mushies. I was trying to, you know, maybe go on the scavenge. But uh, what, what's what's kind of cool? There's a there's a running theme with with lotus. crystal energy. Lotus, lotus, blue lotus. Yeah. Oh fuck, dude. Do you guys ever uh, get blue lotus? Try blue lotus. Can't say Man. that I have. No. Yo, go to your local herb shop, get some <laughs> dried whole flower blue lotus, and make a tea with like six of those puppies, and you will be uh, having some beautiful, colorful page master dreams, dude. Mm. I already have blue lotus. I quit smoking yeah. weed. I have the most vivid dreams, bro. Dude, I literally Crowley. I I texted Juan this morning. <laughs> Crowley came in my dream last night. Okay, it was my mom's ex husband, my little sister. Can um, you rephrase that? Yeah, yeah. Can you, yeah. Don't say Crowley that. He showed up in, in your dream. dream. Yeah, he no, he did <laughs> come in you, bro. Bro, it was it was an incredible. It was crazy. He was attached <laughs> to this old fat man's throat. <laughs> and he would like beam himself at the back of this man. And, and like, I had to like brutally beat this man to death multiple times. And then like Crowley kept, you know, going through, it was like, it was honestly, it was, it was fucking creepy. Uh, Man. yeah. Yeah. Sorry, so, bro. I, I smoke lots of weed and I have crazy <laughs> dreams. <all this. laughs> Couldn't be nearly as creepy as your face right now. All whited <laughs> out. Dude, that's how oh. he does like every show. Every show, he's like either in the dark, dude. Do you look like his face, or he's in the bright light and you can't see it either? <laughs> dude, you look like the Slender Man. Now you don't oh, come when they get you. I'm gonna hire yes. you for my video production, bro. You're on it. <laughs> Roman Sick. is the false light. <laughs> the Slender Just, Man with a chin strap beard. Are you the son of the morning? How do I sound now, you fuckers? It sounds great, dude. Wow, you sound so good, bro. It's better now. That. Yeah, way better. That's yep. good. Oh my god! You're like god. you're sitting right on my earlobes. How do I look? Fantastic, Fantastic. dude. Why you. is why is it that we all understand how to do this shit, but every time we move our shit and have to do it again, <laughs> know, something terrible. goes wrong? I don't understand. Because ain't nothing easy. Oh, <laughs> if I could stay in that basement podcast for the rest of my life, that'd be sweet. But things happen. We're in a new apartment now. Congrats, uh, bro. Nice. Atlantis is fucking sick. That's my thoughts on Atlantis, Dan. And it's real. And I remember when I was a kid, I thought history was so boring. And then I found a book called The Secret History of the World by Mark Booth. And psh, whole life changed from there. Snaps. Mark Booth. Oh, what, Sorry, I was what late. What else he wrote? What else has Mark Booth wrote? What I, uh, I know the I know the name. It's also written a book called Sacred History, but it's pretty much the same book. It's interesting that like you know lost civilizations uh, type stuff. It, like that's what got me into everything too. You know, and I know a lot of people that that was like their mm -hmm. gateway conspiracy, right? If you want to call it that, where they just got into 
Pyramids. So many more things. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Pyramids or whether it's Atlantis or a- even ancient aliens, right? Like as much as I think that show is fucking propaganda, like just yeah. <laughs> the whole <laughs> concept or, or things like spirit science, like thinking about the origins of the human race in some way just like opens you up to so many fucking things. It's wild. I think that's like more as above, so below too, man, because like mm. we're always searching for our own answers inside and now like on a collective level we're seeing it more and more that we're we're kind of literally digging up our our unconscious side of history you know you know it's the most fucked up part about this podcast and it wasn't roman's story about crowley coming in him but it's (laughs) the, the fact that we started with atlantis and here we are talking about the the fabric of you know the nature of consciousness and shit it's like because it's connected it's you know it's the same thing you know it was a physical place to however you perceived at that time or it was a spiritual place how you perceived at that one time like it's it's as above so below i think it's all the same shit yeah small like mammals making small mouth noises at each other is (laughs) we're just all telling the same story over and over again without even realizing it what is happening what are you doing roman (laughs) this i feel like he's looking into my soul that's some but it, gold this, right there. You're out of here. <laughs> Look at that Ooh. smile, dude. Max Isn't Moore, like one of the Chuck original Norris's transhumanists. Brother? He's original transhumanist from right, 1990. Max Moore, a piece of shit. Of here, <laughs> what do you have it a picture like of on your computer? That was my question. Yeah, for when Crowley comes in him, that's what he <laughs> sigils his. That's kind of what Crowley looked energy. like last night. Honestly, he was just creeping out of the toilet hole. It's like, well, uh, I know what you're doing I'm, down I'm there. Blo- give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Listen, you son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, sorry. Well, okay. Dear sweet. Lord. Give us another fucking clip and stop showing these fucking images, man. Almost exact. If you look at it, um, there's also these megalithic statues and they're basically wanking themselves <laughs> and according to the folklore okay of course they have their, 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 their hands are underneath their um their pants and they're basically wanking themselves so it's kind of funny so i'm like well that's interesting what's the folklore behind that and i talked to some elders and they said basically the folklore is that there was a king who was who had anxiety of the war going on the war of giants the king was a giant and so they erected all of these wanking statues facing the palace, where there's a pyramid, facing the palace just to make him laugh so that he can not have so much anxiety from this war going on. So I said, well, that's interesting. So that's Indonesia. It's like Indonesia. a comic picturing the audience naked or somebody yeah. on stage yeah. picturing the audience naked so they don't feel self-conscious about what they're doing. Oh. Exactly. Yeah. So that's Indonesia. You look further into the next island, the Philippines. Okay, so I don't know let's go to the Philippines. Is this, oh, the other thing also, one more thing about Indonesia is that in Indonesia, there is a large pyramid on the very top of Indonesia. It's called Ganang Padang. Mm-hmm. Padang. And it's supposedly 25,000 years old. It's a step pyramid. Now, the government doesn't want anybody, because they started doing some excavation and started seeing that there was a shaft that goes straight down, and they wanted to send something down to see what's inside the pyramid. Oh, then the gar- shitty balls. My bad. Balls is getting good, bro. I want to know about the mountain. Yeah, are we are we doing a podcast about a podcast you guys did already? 
Uh, we're just playing uh, clips from a few different uh, sources of Lumeria and Atlantis. I tried yeah. to Google that cool. pyramid and Goudang pudding came up. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to Google it too. <laughs> that pudding what, what? is Goudang. That's good pudding. <laughs> Did That's you find it? No, um, I just found Goudang I'm not pudding. sure. Ro- uh, oh. There's also these megalithic statues and they're basically wanking Whoa. these megalithic oh, statues. Dear sweet and Lord. Wank- okay, of course they have the, their, their, their hands are underneath their um, oh no! Okay, okay, okay. What are you doing? There we go. Good lord! Yes. Sorry. God dang it! Uh, what? Why did you? That was uh, terrible. Uh, why did you do a clip of uh, big giant statues playing with themselves? By the way. Uh, well, uh, it's just uh, you know, she basically was describing. So, what's great about Von Gold is she, um, she looks at Lumeria through the lens of all of the Buddhist folklore, and so she goes to these Asian myths, right? Uh, to basically have their ancestral stories tell the stories of what had been. So um, it's just interesting stories. I thought you guys would find uh, interesting, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> talking about giants uh, of, of history, of antiquated history, and, uh, and the homeland of, uh, of Asia uh, is Lemuria. And it's that's it's pretty fascinating. And then Tartaria, which, you know, supposedly comes from Eurasia, is like the uh, the uh, birthing of Lumeria. Oh, Eurasia. Yes, you're. <laughs> you are Asia, my man. I think I found uh, that mountain, European. by the way. How do you oh, yeah. spell it? Um, Let's see here. G-U-N-U-N-G. And then G A D A N G. I I was way Gedang. off. Yeah, so was I. Good dang, it's not dang. good dang pudding for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, you know, another thing that we talked about this month with uh, the lost civilizations, besides just Atlantis and Lemuria, was uh, uh, subterranean realms and tunnels and stuff like that. Um, there's lots of stories of uh, like the green children, a wool pit of people coming out from under the ground. Uh, the Hopi Indians talk about the ant people that came out from underneath the ground. Uh, we talk about portals a little bit um, portals or entrances to the underworld. Uh, the underworld is often talked about also. Um, so kind of like, what are your guys' thoughts on the whole subterranean realms and the underworld and, uh, maybe or uh, <clears throat> does it connect all over the whole world? Is is uh, the world hollow? We talk about hollow Earth too, in in context with subterranean realms. Um, yeah, I I I can buy into that. I'm more about that than I am about space, to be honest with you. And I feel like the Earth is probably some just like honeycomb, you know, just large caverns. I don't know necessarily hollow is the the right way to look at it, I would think it's probably honeycombs. And when I think about like that idea, uh, one of my all time favorites, Phil Schneider, you guys familiar with Phil Schneider, yeah. you know, his, his stories of building deep underground bases and, you know, them purposely putting these bases right over the top of uh, preexisting, like super ancient, uh, inner earth being bases and, either sealing them off or whatever the case is like that shit's a mind fuck to think Mm. about. Yeah. Yeah, What what is interesting about that whole story is he said that one, the fucking alien rubbed its belly and shot a beam at him. 
I was like, holy <laughs> fuck, that's the craziest shit I've ever heard. Bukaki, cosmic Bukaki. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. But then also, um, I can't remember the 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 study, but they did some study and they basically found that there's like another ocean, you know, four hundred yeah. miles, I think, under the crust. And then they they have these Somewhere in the Pacific Ocean, there's like this migration of rays that happens every so often. And it's like every time this migration happens, they find like multiple new species of rays that they've never seen before. So they're like coming to this conclusion that maybe these rays actually exist in this subterranean ocean and that there must be some exit point somewhere where every so often they just come swimming up 400 fucking miles to the surface ocean. And that's how they find these new these new creatures off of all like the reflective conductive metals through the through the different like caverns and the caves on their way mm-hmm. up to illuminate the aura borealis and those beautiful colors and <laughs> here we go dude you know so, you know i've thought about that every time i you know i go fishing and i've always thought i go when i pull that fish out of underwater does it feel like it's going into another dimension when I pull it out, like when they, you know, blipping up and out of the water, do they feel like they go into like some other other dimension and then come back down? Like, what no, the they feel that? like they're fucking suffocating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're going oh, into the place that's, that's why. off limits. <laughs> so one one interesting thing go is back. you talked about the subterranean waters, and and often hear people recite like Bible and the waters above and the waters below, and they often say that the waters above are the firmament and space is water or some shit, but. What you just said right there is is there's water under our feet, so that would be the waters below, and then the waters that are that we see are the waters above. If you ever go to the south, you'll definitely know the waters above, at but least if, in the middle. If we You're swimming this, through that shit, man, take this fractal idea though. Maybe there, maybe the what we know of as space is some form of liquid. Or mainly P. Hall used to compare it to, yes, that um, it it was like uh, the vacuum of space was teeming with energy, teeming with Mm -hmm. possibility. And that's kind of, it it falls in line with the, I don't know, it feels right. It does, it does work. It reminds me of space balls when they have the vacuum and they just start sucking up (laughs) the planets. (laughs) <laughs> I, I feel like, uh, it, you know, one reason, one major reason why suspre- uh, sus- suppression of space is um, not because it doesn't exist. There's obviously something, you know, there, right? Like there's something, but I feel like it, it has a lot of potential. And that's another reason why to not give it to us is because it's, it's so dope. And there's like so much like potential for cosmic coding and like, you know, different types of like, you know, dimensional travel, um and just like the truest of esoteric secrets it's like you know when you look back at every uh philosopher that was obsessed with astrology in the sky and uh, uh you know looking at the stars and you know they wanted to go there they that's like always been a goal and a dream of humans is to go to space you know and uh for some reason more than the bottom of the ocean we we don't try that hard to go to the bottom of the ocean uh, but we try really fucking hard to go to space, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, 
But I, I think that one large reason is, uh, is because there is uh, a lot of potential in space and they want us to know the, the least amount, the full potential, um, or at least what projects they're working on. You know, I can vibe with that. When I, I speak very hyperbolically because I'm a troll, so I say things like <laughs> space is fake. It doesn't necessarily mean I don't think there's anything out there <laughs> okay. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just that we're, we're not given the whole truth and nothing but the truth in regards to space. So I, I think it's. I think what's interesting is is too like with the story of uh, Babel that I mentioned that it was like a spaceship or something. Every time that man gets close to going to space or they you know want to make a rocket ship to go there, some there's some type of alien interference that says, "Bop, no, you're not fucking ready yet. Back down to Earth, you go and uh, destroys you know something or fucks with something, so it makes it harder for us to figure it back out again." Have you guys thought about like, not the, ready. the idea yeah. of uh, space expanding and the uh, this terrifying idea they present to us that eventually all light won't be able to reach it, like reach anything anymore, and it'll just blink out? But it's it's almost like the more consciousness that's here, the bigger the universe gets, right? It's like maybe we are the universe and consciousness is just getting bigger. The more, the more we bring more people into physical reality, maybe it makes the universe bigger. I don't know. I just got real, real weird, <laughs> but happen on the show. The consciousness <laughs> is as vast as the cosmos, man. Like you can close your eyes and it will never fucking end. And you can assure that, that your consciousness is as vast as you want it to be. It's the biggest thing that you can explore. What, you know, like you can go deeper in your consciousness and your imagination and your creativity than we can in space, supposedly. So, you know, I mean, I think that there's definitely an ever expanding universe within our consciousness, no doubt. It's like as above, so below, right? Yeah. Like come how do you, full circle. Yeah. How do you blur your face out like that, Roman? Like you just shine like a bright light on it or what? Yeah. I look at, I like, I, I like being like a moth. So I just am attracted to just, <laughs> it's like, really, really hard to get a it. gauge on what you're feeling, what you're thinking. <laughs> where just where an avatar. Take that mask off your next. face. If I'm going to cut you off or not, I mean, there's an endless amount of problems for podcasting when, with this. But you know what? It, this is a fun show. It's Roman. I'm the last That's... one to talk considering my unprofessionalism that was displayed this episode. Is that, are we displaying forms of professionalism here on the on the stream area? <laughs> I would say Jeff, Shane, and Andy are the most professional. Dan, you know, we could use without the dresser and over your right shoulder and Juan's gone. But other than that, yeah, we got three pros here. I'm a pro <laughs> here. I'll make it even more pro. Here we go. Let's do it. There you go. There you go. Juan. Juan, yeah, Shane, your mandala is dope, dude. Everything's fake. It's a beautiful background. <laughs> oh, it's an actual <laughs> real tapestry. Fuck nice. you, Mark. <laughs> no, I love yeah, I, I'll if just, I could be upside down, look like I'm sitting upside down with a blurred out face, be even better. Like whenever I play role play games, my one of my character go to's is like Bat Mad, but it's like an emo bat dude. Like, you know, he's just got wings and he's got like uh, gold fangs and like sells drugs out of his fucking bat wings you know he like knows everybody he's like super annoying no one likes him he's like but he knows a lot of people so he can get you into that secret cave to go through to you know you guys play live action role play games or not since i was 12 but 
Fucking uh, airsoft dog. I'm dapper yes. as fuck. Check out the fucking stash. Ooh. Dope, dude. Wow. Oh, yeah. That is nice. <laughs> I like that. They're great. Dapper, uh, dapper. I barely knew her. <laughs> so, so we are at our falling apart. We are at our two hours, but uh, if any, so if any of you guys need to take off or leave, you can. Uh, but uh, we'll just keep it going for funsies. Um, yeah, Mark. Uh, since you just kind of got everything fixed up, why don't you uh, go on a little tangent here? And now that you're all stoned and everything, tell us about what you think of Atlantis. <laughs> Yeah, and your most the most ancient <laughs> like human origin story that you like to vibe with. Now, now that I'm stoned at midnight, yeah, <laughs> this is how I wind down. Actually, yeah, um, bro. <laughs> Mark doesn't smoke weed. I I don't stop smoking weed. Uh, so weed, weed smokes as, him. Yeah, as far as uh, the topic goes, I'm really not sure if we even were on just one topic tonight. But I love everything that's been said. I've been listening the whole time. Um, yeah, just for fear of, of sounding, uh, really unpolished. I just not really plan on talking, but, uh, yeah, you know, I'm stoned. I'll just use that as an excuse. All right. What, what kind of weed do you think they had in Atlantis? <laughs> Soros weed. Uh, I don't think they had weed. I think, I think they didn't need weed. I think cannabis came into play afterwards because they were like, like, all right, these humans, you know, they fell from what they once were. We need to give them something to bring them back around, you know. Um, or it was a way to cope with something that we didn't have to cope with before, perhaps. Roman, are you still with us? He's uh, turning up his. Yeah, what's, what's up? Oh, what's up? Roman, where's where is the mountain where they found the first marijuana? Uh, is is in the the Kush Mountain Range, supposedly, with oh. uh, the Shilajit Temple of Solomon. And where's that at? In in India. Okay. So, yeah. do you think uh, maybe the marijuana is what made them so much more spiritual? Because that's where it started, and that's where like spiritual no, think, society is. They would hold their aside. breath and turn blue, Mike. Is that why they're blue? All jokes aside, I mean, all of our folklore about these types of things point to at least at the very least um non-physical beings helping people understand how to use these things because you know, i remember reading a book about african smoking methods and they didn't have the ability to make pipes so they would literally drill a hole into a an ant hole and then use the ant hole as like a rudimentary bowl. Right. So, you know, th these people like, you know, they were pretty smart. They were pretty ingenuitive with these plants that they were lighting on fire, but who would have taught them to inhale smoke? I mean, if we're going to look at things from the scientific evolution standpoint, it just seems very odd that humans would be inhaling smoke in any situation. You know, fire is just sort of uh Eh, well, maybe outside of cooking, it's pretty dangerous. But yeah, who knows how it how it first uh, really sparked off. But my money is if I had to bet on some sort of call them gods, call them aliens, whatever you want to call them, uh, planting these psychedelic plants, maybe even cannabis, uh, or altering them so that they would have this effect on us. Because, like you pointed out, Dan, 
you clearly see the spiritual culture running parallel with where these, you know, plants are located geographically and the cultures that are concurrent with that geographic place. So yeah, wow. I don't think they need to do they, with any kind of technology or like physicality. Um, if they're like a higher dimensional being, they could just make the mushroom grow from the earth, connect with the earth. You got to, when you do a, a, you know, a ceremony uh, and you're like really on the, on the level of like properly doing like some ayahuasca, right. And tobacco with it, because that's the, they're, they're paired together in true ceremonial um, ceremony. I just got a breakdown of that. Sarah Mooney. So princess of the moon. Uh, Oh, yeah. I mean, well, because what I was going to say is that there's there's like one kind of mother entity when you get to a certain point and, a, 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 you know, breaking down your levels of consciousness while doing ayahuasca, you'll kind of like break through your fears and you'll see this, you know, the, the multiple sides of like the, the mother goddess, like the creatrix also, as well as like the, you know, the, the taker of life. And um, I just think that's fascinating. It's like these, you know, higher higher beings of intelligence like you were saying mark that give us these drugs or whatever it is on earth that's every constituent of almost every, every medicinal plant like you can find a constituent in these plants that corresponds with your body on a molecular level a very special way and they're all scattered across the earth and they can you could take all of these plants and they all have constituents within them that do something else for the body that have a reaction within your body. And so all of our, everything that's within us is splayed out across the entire surface of the earth. Everything within the atmosphere of the earth is also contained within our atmosphere of our body. That's what, that's what it means when we eat these plants and they have an effect on us, right? Like we're, we're matching it in some way. We're put, we're kind of like a, you know, like a, a, a light bright. That's that's a sim, that's what I'm using as a similar. But you know, it's plugging in this this certain part of your body where this plant is connecting. Right, and, it's like uh, there's a reason we have receptors for certain things to trigger chemical reactions in our brains. Yeah, it's like also we're, we're made to trap. We have to travel across the entire Earth to to experience all these things and to connect our body with the Earth, like on every level, like or something. Like we're meant to just be like pollen and maybe just cruise. I want to I want to add to that because you know we're we're trying to de- decipher the origins of a lot of these things, right? We have ancient scripture talking about the fallen angels come down and teach man how to use witchcraft or how to do this or how to do agriculture, but it depends on who you ask because like the ayahuasqueros, the 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 shamans that do these ay- ayahuasca ceremonies, if you ask them who told them, like who told them what plant, what thing to mix together and all this shit, they'll be like the plants told us, you know what I mean? Like the fucking plants told us, Hey, add this. Then there's this inhibitor and this thing is, has a bunch of DMT. So put it together. And then I'm sure like with the smoke, I think it was Mark that brought it up. Like, I'm sure if they noticed the first time that they were like breathing and inhaling this thing in, they'd be like, Oh, I wonder what happened if I would just like hold my fucking breath. Oh shit. I get fucking higher. You know what I mean? It's like, Oh, here we go. And, but again, it depends on who the fuck you ask. Cause some of these guys, they'll tell you like the plants told us, bro. 
So I think it's probably a lot of accidental stuff, man. I mean, I'm under mm-hmm. the belief that, uh, and maybe belief's not the right word, but, you know, I, I feel like the humans in our form are just much older than we're told, right? Possibly millions of years old. Uh, so maybe the first motherfucker just threw some, some buds on the fire because there was nothing else to burn in the area. He was just trying to keep warm and he's sitting in his cave or his little mud hut and got stoned as shit, you know, or with ayahuasca, you know, if we're around for millions of years, Maybe it's just trial and error. 10,000 people died because they ate the wrong fucking ones, and then somebody figured it out, and they're like, oh, shit, you could do, you could do this, you know? Ancient alchemy, man. I mean, <clears> they, <throat> yep. scientific method. They put things together, tried different things. Somebody, a lot of people had to have died from some shit. Obviously, they're like, if you eat that mushroom, do. you will fucking die. Don't eat that one because fucking George died yesterday after he ate that <laughs> shit. So be careful. You know, so, I mean, there's also the whole idea with Dennis McKenna and um, of mushrooms uh, facilitating human consciousness. Uh, and you have these stories in ancient times of fairy rings and like the stoned ape theory and the fairies and the people sitting in these fairy rings would just sit in the ring and eat the fucking mushrooms and trip the fuck out. Maybe, maybe mushrooms are responsible for giving us consciousness i've heard theories about like how uh, some people think that like maybe the mushrooms are actually controlling us in some way because they're smarter than us or in a higher vibration and the mushroom spores and their roots are completely covering the whole planet so i mean who who the fuck knows maybe we're all just little toads we're a failed plant experiment living i think uh super mario brothers is a very interesting uh video game too with uh plumbers and serpents fighting evil king <laughs> it's Koopas super and cool actually taking, yeah. taking fucking More mushrooms reptilians. and changing your fucking getting bigger turning into a giant going we did that on the weaving spiders uh, episode 64 <laughs> i popped on with that one and they're like doing some like occult breakdown of of mario and like started looking into it it's just like especially like Mario 64 when he's jumping into paintings in the castle and yeah. you know he's like this little Italian dude like going and stealing these documents right. fighting it's, I was like yes I love yeah. it when that shit from your childhood just has this like it was a cult it's the, it's the Romans fighting the serpent people it's the Christians versus the pagans the <laughs> mushroom that, that theory about mushrooms like that's probably one of my most uh, that's one of my favorites honestly and I can I can vibe with that but you know, just kind of stay on topic, but a little bit off. I've been watching Vikings lately. Yeah, you me know, too. Vikings were always fucking tripping on mushrooms all the time, right? And I was thinking to myself, like every time they get into a battle, I'm like, dude, these guys are tripping on mushrooms right now, about to go fucking balls deep with their axe, like. Yeah, they had some fanatics, and the fanatics would uh, take a bunch of fucking mushrooms. You know, they'd take a hero dose, trip the fuck out, and then go into battle. That's probably why they were fighting fucking dragons. And yeah, shit. like while they're tripping, bro. Like, I cannot <laughs> imagine, dude. I mean, hey, having guys, that, I got to take off, guys. Having um, that. Yeah. So I ahead. just wanted to say thank you for having me on. This was fucking awesome. It was great seeing everybody. And uh, yeah, I just really appreciate being here, man. Thank, thank you. Man. Appreciate you, Andy. Check out Thanks, the Andy. Share everywhere you, podcasts. Yes, please do. Everywhere please. podcasts are, and Better go run. join. Andy's Patreon, watch The Witness, view The Witness, listen to The Witness, and uh, whatever else he's got going on over there. Um, yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, these fanatics would take mushrooms and trip the fuck out. Um, where I've, 
kind of lost it right there. But. Talking about Vikings and, and eating mush. He's going into battle every time. Yeah. That'd be so fucking intense, dude. That'd be so <laughs> intense, dude. But that's probably why they were such good warriors, man. Because every time I, I take any psychedelics, man, I'm like hyper uh, yeah. fucking aware of everything, dude. Like I, oh, yeah. I can tell when there's Supremely. a fucking fly on the other side of the house. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. that's what I was going to say. They're, they're connecting into that earth consciousness and mm. they're able to foresee things before they're happening or maybe they're going into slow motion or something and they can like really like see what they're doing before they can probably see their enemies muscle story fibers twitching a couple before, times you know? already but i've i've ridden dirt bikes multiple times while on lsd and <laughs> holy shit I don't, I don't recommend it um but i could see um I wasn't riding with gloves on, so I was like, shit, my fucking hands are going to get all cut up because we haven't trimmed the trails back and the sticker bushes are all growing out. Well, I could see the sticker bushes sticking out. I'm like, shit, I'm about to hit it. But I could see like multiple places that the sticker bush could have grown. And right when I was about to get to the sticker bush and would have cut my hand up, it would switch to one of the other uh pl- you know places that it could have been bush well no, no, all right so shane thorn, you're down there thorn bush, a thorn you're down bush, there in the, the mid east I'm, I'm a hick i wonder i wonder I'm what hick, the hick. different <laughs> names for because pr- we call them pricker bushes up where i live what, what okay. do you guys call them out on the west pricker, coast sticker, sticker bushes or pricker sticker bushes, bushes. <laughs> that's the name of my ex-wife uh, huh? sticker bush <laughs> uh I'm picturing like some fucking like stickers that you'd put on uh, every uh, time I go down there. I get scarred up face because it's just a sticker bush down there, kid. I, you know what I mean? I guess it depends what you're talking about when you say sticker bushes. Like yeah, this is like a, a fucking porcupine or a hedgehog. You know what I mean? Tumbleweed things or what? Thorn bush. Yeah, thorn bearded clam. What? The wild thornberries. You know what I mean, kid? I was going down there. I was getting. Mu- I was getting berries. I was getting twigs. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny dude. uh don't encourage so me. i had this i had this thought the other day though right since we're talking micro macro level and uh i was thinking about terraforming planets right like we're able to take <laughs> Yo, hold cut. on hold on romy you look like one of those thumb heads from that spy kids movie um <laughs> 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 Uh, th- I'm gonna right. thumb you later, bud. Uh, that's because I'm hitchhiker's guy, baby. I'm trying to get picked up. Uh, anyways, uh, so I was, I was uh, thinking about a forest, right? I, so I, I uh, cultivate cannabis, right? I can take a plant, I can take a beautiful lilac diesel and cut off a two inch branch and make a brand new plant out of that plant. It's fucking wild, right? <laughs> micro, macro, you can split a cell. Right, you can do that. Why can't you terraform a planet? If you are to go to space, you are to control that atmosphere. If you are to have Bro, a specific, look yo. at it like this. You just talked about cloning, right? What if an asteroid or a meteorite literally is like a seed hitting the Earth, right? So you get a a big enough asteroid like the one that hit the Yucatan, literally changes the world, but uh, on a maybe Oof. a geological level. I mean, we have crystals that are known to only come from certain asteroid deposits. And we know that crystals potentially have consciousness in them. The crystal skulls were in Atlantis and Lemuria. So what if another, you know, race of beings out there, whatever they are, just smack the earth with a, with an asteroid and it causes a, a consciousness shift 
to where like, you know, if that didn't happen, we wouldn't be using this technology. We'd just still be like, you know, a bunch of mammalian type freaks on the planet. That's what uh, Sarah Berkshire says in her book, The Hypnotist Guide. Like she says that the ship that came that started the the Lemurians, they were they had these red crystals, uh, like that were very valuable. And there's something to that, man. There's something to that because you know, like supposedly the golden age period that we had, where the Earth was sitting, you know, up and down on its axis, and the equatorial zones were larger, and we had less ice caps and everything, and then. You know, our poles have slowly been sh- either they shifted majorly at one point to cause a huge cataclysmic disruption or something, or there was a big shift or it's, you know, some people say it's slowly shifting and now they're currently slowly shifting. But, um, you know, you could like there, there's uh you could throw um, a little piece of, you know, uh, metal into a planet and kind of like throw off of its axis and it kind of control its spin in theory, right? Like they've practiced that in modern science today of like, you know, just magnetism and stuff. So it, it, yeah, that's, it's, it's like where, like the, like if mushrooms were from a fucking rock, uh, an asteroid that came and then pl- crashed here and then we're actually eating mushrooms and it's, it's from another planet. We're having some, other planet conscious experience you know or something and the in the sumerian text they describe uh people coming to this planet and terraforming it uh to make it habitable for the rest of the anunnaki to come here oh wait sumerian lumerian why what, yeah. what's up with the l and s replacement can we do that is that a thing Sumer- the sumerian Lumer- tablets the lumerian tablets maybe who maybe. knows Anunnaki, Enlil, Enki, and Enlil. You got an L. You got the A N. I was trying to find more. Like <laughs> I don't know. You know, we were just pulling. We're just stabbing in the dark here. That's what we do, though, baby. <laughs> stabbing. Well, the dark. now that Andy broke the seal, I'm gonna All be right. the second one to bounce, fellers. All right. Uh, tell people where they can find you, Jeff. Shadow Band Podcast. Alt Media United. ActualActivist.com. Horns up. Nice. Horns up. I'm not there yet, but I'll be there. Hey, Bob. <laughs> That's it. See you guys. I appreciate you guys. It's good to Have see everybody. One, Jeff. Talk you. to you all soon. I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll Thanks soon. for coming on, Jeff. Ah. Peace. Yeah, Thank we'll, you, Shane. We'll do, the, we'll do the old ball game thing, and uh, I'll hit you a fly ball. You uh, tell everybody, and then you can peace out. <laughs> go, yeah. go to the dugout. All right. Check it out. <laughs> this, is a, this is a song I wrote. Um, little poem, Salinas is Fuck. Um, turned bronze to gold, so old but young, we sung before the fall. All is in the all, and the all is in all, original source of love. That's very Atlantean, bro. That was beautiful, man. Beautiful, man. Thank you. Yeah, so you, can, uh, you can listen to that song on my podcast. I knew some, but I didn't know it all. Get rid of the K and knew some to play on my, na- my, my last name. Um, yeah, uh, go check out the first unofficial episode of Horns Up on my podcast. You can hear the whole song. Oh, nice. Oh, Instagram, I knew some pod. I'm tired of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Sleep you, well, brother. <laughs> All right, peace, y'all. Later, Later bro. Shane. Thanks for having Later, me. This is an honor. Thank you, man. 
Oh, the quadrilates. Oh, the quad. <laughs> Smoking on a fucking fatty the quadrad. I think we it's got fake. East Coast, West Coast united right now. What's <laughs> up? Uh, it's fake, man. Well, Mark, you moved, bro? We're East Coast same town was, or what? Um, yeah, other side of the town. Other side of town. <laughs> nice. West side of the town. West side is Ooh. the best side. I was on the full east side of the town before. Now I'm on the exact opposite side of town. So it's a, <laughs> such a big shift, man. Is there a I gotta find energy? a new place. Gotta find a new place to buy backwoods. I gotta yeah, it's Oof. gonna be rough. No, I'm just kidding. Uh it's yeah, the energy's cool. We're right across the street from a from a, a place that does bingo night on Thursdays. So. <laughs> do they do pancake breakfast on Sunday? I don't know. They're, I haven't been here be yet on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> we'll you, got, you guys got Waffle Houses out there and shit? Oh, I love Waffle House. No. no? The only time I've ever seen a Waffle House was traveling uh, in Ohio. I saw one, but no. Mm. Fucking either, amazing. Are either of you vegetarians yeah. or anything? No. no, I was for some point in time. Why does Waffle House have that? <laughs> Chick- I was thinking chicken and waffles, and I didn't want to be like, "Hey, get some chicken and waffles," and you'd be like, "Man, I'm a vegetarian," so I just thought I'd ask before. Oh, that's the know. worst, right? That's <laughs> <cold, man. laughs> the worst when someone's like, "Hey, I just killed this animal. You want to eat it?" And they're like, "No, nah, I'm a vegan." <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, thanks for making me feel bad. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's cool. I'm. Thanks for asking. I would have been um, <clears throat> here on time if I had less shit to move into my apartment. But um, good, there's a lot still not done. And I, yeah, I want to set the studio up. And thank you guys for having me here to uh, yeah. test things out. I hope it wasn't too rude. It's all nah. good, man. Hey, uh, what, what's uh, what's your favorite snack food, man? And what's your yeah, favorite man. like food? Snack yeah, food, your snacky shit. cake, your favorite stoner snack, and your favorite automatic Shut up, snack. Roman. Automatic <laughs> snack, baby. What is All that? right. Well, so beverages don't count, right? Sure. Hell yeah, count. they do. Well, all right. So yeah, any. I always just go for a blunt and a coffee lately, like a latte. That's a snack okay. for me. Uh, but I, you know, uh, in all truthfulness. I like this uh, Icelandic yogurt. It's like my favorite thing to eat. Oh. Um, and then when I really want to snack hard, bro, I'll eat some mango, some dried mango. Yeah. Oh, what about the chamoy mango, man? You like get down on the chamoy? Ooh, that's Cali. That's Cali. Mexican fuck, baby. over there. <laughs> oh. No, there is, there's one we mango that, that I had that escapes me my memory right now but uh it's only one type of mango where i live we're very we're very white but i've been to new york city and seen <laughs> the little mexican ladies with the ziploc baggies full of sliced mangoes and it's yeah. it's nice that's <laughs> nice excellent uh, I remember this one time in uh, the Walmart parking lot. I was uh, my friend who is born and raised Hawaiian, right? Straight Polynesian, never been to the mainland. I told him to come out to California to get some work. And, uh, and we were in the parking lot, and uh, he's never had a tamale before. Oh, he's never had a real tamale, bro. <laughs> when I'm like, yo, this is oh. <laughs> 
You just got trapped in that vegan trap right now. Dude, it is so fucking fire. They can't lie that my brother. Juan, Mark's so, never had a fucking tamale before, brother. Listen, you guys come up here. You guys come up here. Everybody knows. Everybody knows what you guys have wherever the fuck you guys are. You come to New Haven. Okay. You come to New there. Haven, Connecticut. I've been and there. You have yeah. a beat. You've been there? I went. I went to that deli that's right down the street from uh, the, the. I think it's Yale University, right? Yeah, there's like a, a deli right down the street, and they have like pickles and shit and uh, fucking pickles. <laughs> yeah, well, there's like a pickle bar, dude. You can get whatever kind of pickle you want. Shame on whoever gave you a tour, of Connecticut, because that was not the right place to go. Oh, that was Pickle a Isle. It was a good sandwich, though, man. It was a good sandwich. I like delis, so I go to a lot of delis and shit. Okay, no, no, no. I'm just teasing. I, I'm sure there's good delis. delis. This guy. <laughs> What's the best place in what, where you're at, brother? What 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 is good though? Like if we were to just pop through tomorrow on an overnight red eye flight, pop up first thing in the morning, lean over you while you're not even awake, slu- right. slowly right. uh, drool problem. and slobber over your forehead a little bit, and Mark, I'm here, I'm ready for you, baby. Where are we gonna get some? Uh, uh, it sounds like I'd have to kick you out of my place first. Ask you <laughs> yeah, to call me sure. after I after I had some more sleep. Uh, How terrifying around, would that be? <laughs> yeah, around you know, around morning time, we, we could mm. go get breakfast and have a nice uh, have a nice bacon, egg, and cheese. I don't know. That's what I always get for breakfast oh, with a coffee, right. and then uh, and then I would say we'd go to get some a uh, beets for dinner, some nice oh. pizza because we've been voted best in the country over here i don't know i'm not trying to sound all uh you know so privilege or something but we have the best pizza in connecticut it's just a fact i'm gonna i'm gonna drop you my favorite favorite snacks right now grape gatorade <laughs> zero cal the zero grape grape gatorade uh zero grape gatorade today i ate some hot tamales with dried apricot it was fucking fantastic uh but typically i like uh fruity fruity things so whatever like starburst or skittles or something like that um and then like favorite food fucking uh, well mexican food i eat like three times a week but my favorite thing is fucking moco loco loco moco hamburger patties some gravy some couple fried eggs over some white rice hawaiian Ooh, damn son yeah That's, that's the greatest thing ever um what about you juan what Bro, you like get into? I fucking love tacos, son. Like, <laughs> a f- bro, like a nice hard shell taco with just like chicken and just a little bit of lettuce and tomato in there, bro. Texas. Fucking fire, son. Where, where, what state Texas. you live in? Florida. Florida. You guys got good Mexican food over there or no? Cuban, Cuban food, right? Cuban food. Huh? No, well, I'm Puerto Rican. I mean, so, so, so this is how this is how Florida's. Laid out anything below Gainesville. Yeah, Cajun food. <laughs> Any, anything below Gainesville is Florida. Anything above Gainesville, like the panhandle, we don't even fucking know those people. Like we don't consider them. That's people. the Cajun. That's the Cajun. You want some real Cajun <laughs> food? You go down to the Florida panhandle, man. That's a, is that a Roman Im- impersonation? <laughs> Yeah, I talked to Roman a lot on the phone. <laughs> hey, baby, I'm a homie Romy. I'm out here in the greenhouse. I got 
I got a police lamp on my face to light my way through this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right, baby. <laughs> you look like you're being uh, like prosecuted right now by like a FBI helicopter. You're pursued right now. Fucking glowworm. I can walk in a straight line. <laughs> Uh, shit. Fucking shiny crack. Back okay, to Juan. Back what, to Juan yeah, telling us his favorite Florida Florida. affair. What kind so, of affair do you like? Central Florida is all Hispanics. So a bunch of Puerto Ricans, a bunch of Hispanic people. And then South Florida, that's where you have the skunk ape and the, the Cubans in Florida. So <laughs> half of one side is Fix Miami. That. The center is is just a swamp because that's the Everglades, and then on the other side there's like some people there, but we don't really pay attention to them because that's Southwest Florida. That does it's like an imaginary place. Yeah. So that's how it's set up. So you have the hills have eyes up here, up top in the Panhandle, <laughs> and you have the Puerto Ricans and Hispanics, and well, you have some Mexicans and stuff in the center, and then the Cubans and skunk ape at the bottom. Um, Wait, now, we don't hold on. Have you ever been to that town that's like all run by Disneyland and it's pretty much only old Epcot. people driving golf carts around? The villages, yeah, yeah, the villages. That's yeah, like bro. that's like a crazy loony zone, dude. Mike One of my drivers lives there, bro. That. He lives in the area, and he's he's uh yeah, bro. It's a cult. Like it's a fucking cult. Yeah, it's I like a go. nostalgia for America, like fifties America cult, and like oh, also weird. Disney World. They still wear black and white bikinis and stuff. And it's all, <laughs> all, it's all a scam too. It's all predicated on like these people are going to die soon, so they can uh, like they're like literally they think they're buying into like the comp- the worth of the villages, but they're just they're only going to be alive for ten <laughs> years, so like it's not gonna it's not gonna matter. Like they're investing in nothing, you know. It's just crazy, yeah. but and it's all it's all built on sinkholes, <laughs> is what we were talking about on, on Illuminati confirmed that freaking florida they just build on top of swiss cheese next thing you know you wake up at the bottom of a sinkhole and the fire department comes by with their freaking uh alligator with a little firefighter helmet on and they're like sorry bud we can't get you out of there <laughs> you know but i've only Pretty been much. to florida once that's florida in a nutshell right there yeah if you don't have sinkhole what is insurance? the state nut what's the state nut man that's a good question bro you gotta well, have a look, state nut look. bro Connecticut's the nutmeg, which is the only nut that you can actually have a, a hallucinogenic effect from. <clears throat> Believe it or not, when I was in high school, really? me and some buddies experimented with nutmeg. We got very high. Knifers? <laughs> you guys do knifers when you're growing up? I don't know. Oh, hot knife? No, no. Yeah, we, hot knife. <laughs> we tried that, and one of my buddies just ended up burning his hand real bad. And gave that up. <laughs> I don't think we have a nut. Uh, ah, they don't even grow nuts down there. State nut is their what's your state nut? Is their freaking hey, U.S. senator, kid. I'm the telling you, what's, is, uh, what's your state nut, kid? The state nut is that lady they have representing them in the in, in Congress. What's her name? <laughs> no fucking clue, bro. Uh, San Francisco, uh, uh, labor Labrador, uh, Madam. Madam Labrador, San Francisco lady. Nancy Pelosi, what's your state bro? nut? What's the what's yeah, California state nut? Almond man, we... mayor. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh, what is that? Uh, uh, Newsom, Gavin Newsom. What a terrible piece of shit. I don't want to go into that. I'll tell you guys my favorite snack though. I like a nice piece of sourdough toasted with a whole slab of butter and some raspberry jam. Uh, um, I thought you were totally going to go avocado toast, fucking hipster. Ooh. Speaking uh, well, of red dudes, I I used to work for a bakery, and uh, and I think Dan would probably like this, bro. I, my favorite ooh. bread 
is this bread called Volkornbrot. It's like this German, like heavy protein mm. bread. That with like some butter on it. Yo. Two slices is all you need for breakfast. You Bro. go out and chop a tree down with your bare hands. <laughs> Just fucking blab. Jimi Hendrix, that shit. Mm. Yeah. That's <laughs> sexy. Other than that, I like charcuterie. I'm a big oh. fan of like stacking it and getting Sean the, what the, the charcuterie. Uh, you know, charcuterie, you know, you got your different meats, your cheeses, your jeans, your dried fruits. You got to have a little bit of nuts. Honeycomb. Uh, some honeycomb. Uh, you know, maybe you get a little bit of, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, sometimes uh, I, uh, I, I used to Stop have it, it um, back home. How many home Italians is, uh, actually live out in the boonies of California where you live? Do you have like one pizza place? Two percent. We have no pizza, but... Um, you know what you have is, uh, <clears throat> you know, yeah, they um, oh you take God. it. Uh, <laughs> it's as long as stringy like this. Uh, you get this. Uh, I don't know you how know, you say. Man. How is it you say? Um, oh, it's just, je ne sais quoi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was actually. Um, you remember when? Um, is uh, how do you say? Is uh, um, fucking quit. Jesus Christ! What the fuck, y'all? <laughs> Thank you, Juan. God damn! <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, yeah. Try podcasting with this guy. Yeah, I can't, dude. I can't even. I have to fucking podcast with Mark. So I mean, I kind of feel your pain. <laughs> oh, beautiful. We tried to do intros twice yesterday, and then he just fucking cut out in the middle of it. And was like, "Fuck it, dude." I'm done. The craziest shit that happened was my phone. My phone was sitting right here I on my laptop, phone like fucking five times a no. week. I did. I did. I I misplaced it. Okay, but what happened was, is I picked my phone up off of the computer, and and it just shut off Zoom. Didn't you like find your (laughs) phone on like a bus bench, like ten miles? (laughs) (laughs) No, it was in a bucket of water for four months. How the fuck does that happen? That's what it was. Bench, because. I set it down on a, I set it on a ledge and then the ledge was, you know, the ledge moved. That knocked it or the, <laughs> the ledge, ledge moved and then it, there was a bucket of water there where we catch rainwater when it rains, you know, because we live in a fucking drought land. And uh, so when it rains, we actually catch water and we live on rainwater, which actually is awesome because it generally comes out to a pH of about uh, anywhere from like eight to 10. And so there's zero fluoride. We're not living on city water at all, which is fucking great. Like I'll fucking bathe with uh Lavender and some salts and some uh, different essential oils will get in there. Uh, I think my dog, we take a bath together. We cuddle for the whole night through. Uh, in the morning, I make him breakfast. We smoke cigarettes. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and then I call my mother. All right. We have an hour-long conversation about uh, shoelace designs. I'm sorry, guys. That's all right. Yo, Roman, you ever are you like out in the boonies, bro? Yeah. I mean, they call it that. You ever seen Bigfoot or anything, dude? You ever had an encounter with like a Bigfoot or a Sasquatch? So the big the Bigfoot documentary that they made is is an hour north. It's an hour north. I haven't watched it, but I might go watch an episode tonight. I might go watch Watch it because I need to. Dude, I I want to. I haven't, bro. Like, I, I have seen the craziest shit I ever saw here. 
um, was me and a buddy were just standing outside after working long hours. Like when I started, when I moved out here originally, I was trimming weed. It's a whole uh, seasonal job. You can make like $20,000 in like, you know, two months, just snipping buds. Right. Um, so a bunch of Europeans come through a bunch of people come through like to trim. It's like a whole, it's a whole thing. And so, but I, you know, I, I started doing that and then I st- stayed on a couple of farms and worked, worked my way up to get to where I'd be doing today. And, uh, one of these nights, man, we'd work till like three in the morning, go out and we're in like the hills. So the cloud, the, the stars are just beaming and we're looking up and we see one just go whoosh, oh, sick shooting star. And then another shooting star, right? And then another. There was four from the same direction going here. And we're like, what? And like, turn around. And then we see another one going from like behind us. And then in this general direction, we're like, whoa, that was fucking nuts. I've never seen that. And then I shit you not. There was a literal blast of light from the direction where all of the shooting stars had basically went. And it was like, boom, it lit up and then it went away. That was the craziest shit I ever saw out here. It was like Star Wars. Like, I don't know if it was a battle or some shit or what. What the fuck? (laughs) That's fucking crazy. I don't, I don't, I've never experienced anything like that. Uh, Roman, can you replicate that? What the fuck? Can you just try? What the fuck? (laughs) What the fuck? See, I swear. Fuck. See? What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? Wait, hold on. <clears throat> what? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Man, man, what? Are... <laughs> <laughs> what you talking about, man? Yeah. No, I've never. Dan, only... do your Yoda. No. no. No, go go on. What were you saying? The only thing I've ever really experienced out here is like when I go fishing out in the Everglades. Like the energy is just different there. And one time, uh, there, I've found out about different things in Florida by mistake, pretty much. One time it was me and my buddy <laughs> Joe, and we're in the middle. It's the, the sun had just risen up, and we're out there, super quiet. And I don't know where we hear something in the, like in the swamp because it's all swamp. That sounds like a fucking bear, like roaring, like you know, like you know, like a bear sound. So I'm like, what? I, literally, I was like, what the fuck? And I look at my boy and I go, did you hear that? He goes, yeah. And I go, is there fucking bears in Florida? And he's like, I don't know. So I Google, is there bears in Florida? <laughs> There's fucking bears here in Florida, how there is monkeys in fucking North Central Florida. Like, there's monkeys. I was riding my motorcycle through the coast one time, and there was a Reese's Macaques dead on the side of the road. Oh shit! Under these trees on the coast of central, central, you know, northeast Florida, around there, you know, like in that area, and I found out that there, there's these things by mistake by hearing this weird shit out in these open areas. Maybe not paranormal or anything, but weird nonetheless. Where you're just there, and it's like, did the, if the tree fell in the woods, do you hear? Or if you weren't there, wasn't there something with the rhesus macaque in Florida that was kind of like strange or they like there? It's like something with herpes. some science experiment or something. They have herpes. They have a form what? of herpes that when they scratch or bite you, you die ninety percent of the time. Yeah, yeah. Holy! The, 
during the time when uh, JFK was assassinated, there was this uh, there's this laboratory that was working on you know virus research with monkeys, and this woman named Judith Very Baker wrote a book about how. Like her and Lee Harvey Oswald were connected to this bio lab that were working on all these what? weird monkeys. And it's called like the book's called like Dr. Mary's monkeys. And uh, it's just weird how it all connects to the JFK assassination allegedly. But there's a lot of weird theories about the JFK assassination. And mm-hmm. it makes you wonder, you know, how many of them are, are controlled opposition now that we know what controlled opposition is. Uh, I don't know if they had the same idea of that back then, but yeah, Florida's weird as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, Florida's fucking weird, but like, honestly, it's something about these, there's thousands of acres in the Everglades national. And who was it? Teddy Roosevelt, the one that introduced the, the national, national park park. It's like, why did he do that? Was he protecting something within the wilderness? Like that they don't want us to know about, like hinting at, like portals or all this like skinwalker ranch type of shit where you know you have here in florida you have the everglades these vast open acres just thousands of acres of open land and dude if you look it up bro like people live literally in the middle of the everglades which is just swamp and they get there with their fucking airboat so who knows what they're doing out there you know what i mean like it's like some uh, the Abbey of Thelema or some shit where they're trying to summon Babylon at one point, you know, in the middle of the swamp because ain't nobody seeing what they're doing out there. You know? So you, Dude, you live, I, you live really close to uh, a possible Atlantis location. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Uh, wh- what do you know about Bimini Road and stuff? Since you're so close to that area, yeah, I mean that's near the Bermuda Triangle, and I'm from Puerto Rico, so I'm from the Caribbean, and yeah, I've heard about that. But I, but you mentioned you ever that go back home. Yeah, I've been to Puerto Rico. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, walking through the Puerto Rican rainforest is fucking crazy, dude. (laughs) So, you know, you have how you have Bimini Road, you have over in Japan in the Devil's Triangle, Mm -hmm. you have those monuments, the Yaguni, I believe it's the Yonaguni. Yonaguni, right? The where it's these megalithic rocks underground underwater. Mm -hmm. And I think that's everywhere, like a bunch like off the coast of India. Off the coast of, I forgot where else, like when the tsunamis came, that the water was re- like coming oh, yeah, back in. Yeah, yeah they, they were found uncovered. that lost city. Yeah, dude, it's, I think that's everywhere, bro. And as far as like yeah. Atlantis, I think it was, maybe it was a network, 100%, but also maybe how I mentioned earlier, it's a, like a higher state of consciousness, you know? Yeah, for sure. I, I think, I think, I think that's right. And be able to access the tech, there's some sort of like frequency. Well, you have those level stargates everywhere, at. bro. Yeah, like those archways yeah. that lead to nowhere, and all these megalithic sites—you know, Puma Punku—you have like these doorways to nowhere. It's like, so I think uh, we, we call them portholes or portals, right? But I think they're portholes, and they were—they uh, did those because they were uh, differentiating between the land and the water, and they would go through these on the land into the water realm, oh. and then they'd go onto their ships and then sail and everything. And so it was kind of like a initiation of of leaving oh. the land realm and into the water realm interesting Portal, that's why Portal. there's 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 a, a cavern underneath the pyramid where it's full of water and mm. at one point there was a sarcophagus i believe in the center a tomb or something in the center and tomb when they cyrus yeah when they pulled out there was nothing in it but still that's why i think how nikola tesla designed his warden tower where it was they had 
water ducts underneath it was modeled, be, be, you know, from the Great Pyramid of Giza. Uh, yeah. When you get into that, yeah. I think that's, they're using the water for uh, current, mm-hmm. uh, for hydroelectricity. And yeah, energy. Because that's what he was all about, giving free energy. But then JP Morgan was like, nah, fam, ain't no doing mm-hmm. nothing for free out here, boy. And, and, and Box like, Rock, you don't uh, give me no patents. Jim Chestner said that they were using the pyramids as um, terraforming machines, seed cloud seeders. They would uh, they would pull the water up from underground. They would oh, come out shit. the little portholes. It would go over the hot uh, stone on the outside. It would create steam. The steam would go up into the sky, create clouds. The clouds clouds what? would create rain, and they could terraform their land and have harvest all all uh, more often because. They're producing rain waters and everything so they could and they, uh, they teach us in school. It's like, yeah, the I remember the Pharaoh's spirit would ascend through these ducks here. You know, they would go up these yeah. two ducks. It's like, what? What the fuck uh, are you talking it's about? It's like man? they're emanating a volcano, right? What? Like they yeah, see the volcano explain, yeah, they explode, and then they, yeah, yeah, they basically try to make an alchemical recreation of a volcano. Ooh. Yeah. Damn, Boom. So. Does Falconelli <laughs> say anything about the pyramids? Well, Vulcan, Vulcanelli, I mean, so Vulcan is a volcano god. And what well, I was just saying, uh, so I was going to bring up uh, my buddy Ryan Singer. I had a show with him the other day. He runs a paranormal investigative show. And uh, they went to Florida. And you said something about Skinwalker Ranch. He went to Florida for this haunted place that he said is the Skinwalker Ranch of Florida, basically. What? Like people go, there's a very haunted place somewhere over there. I can't remember, but I'll, I'll check it out. Uh, and the second one is we were talking about Falconelli because he does like a Falconelli Francis Bacon connection and was trying to get deeper on that. And Falconelli, his name is a pseudonym, right? It's like supposedly like this group of French alchemists that were like recreating the original alchemical practices and so on and so forth. And, but the pseudonym is cleverly named the volcano God, right? Like Vulcan Eli. So it's just like the L, you know, is God and Vulcan mm. is the volcano God of ancient Greece. And so, but the other funny thing about it is he was getting hunted down, they say, and this is even on his Wikipedia page, on their Wikipedia page, it's just a Wikipedia page of Falconelli, which is a fucking pseudonym. And it's basically uh, the United States government and the Third Reich were both looking for this man because he supposedly had nuclear energy information like they were such good chemists that they created nuclear weapons in order they, they had the information in nuclear shit so the third reich and the american military government were looking for it why I bring that up and talking about volcanoes is because <laughs> his name's a volcano god also nuclear energy is what comes basically from volcanoes right and oh, and shit. volcanoes are like the home like an alchemist wet dream it's an alchemist wet dream it, it, it's like it's everything you need you know you have the sulfur you have the mercury you have the heat you have the philosophical fire well, right i think we just you figured know? out what the fucking yeah. pyramid is <laughs> did that just happen <laughs> did that just uh, fucking a i think so what the fuck <laughs> what the fuck y'all god damn <laughs> <laughs> They're imitation volcanoes. I mean, uh, they, 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 I mean, it's in the word too, mount or mountain, right? Is it Mount Sinai or Mount this or whatever? It's also referred to a mountain, but they're obviously, uh, they're, they're synthetic mountains. So, um, 
I mean, they probably started calling them mountains later because they didn't really realize what the technology was for anymore. So they just called them mounts. But yeah, but Plus maybe they were maybe they were just fucking synthetic volcanoes that would cloud seed. Yeah, they, I mean, they, volcanoes they do that. Yeah, they do that volcanoes Arabia, naturally right? do that, right? What do you mean? Oh, create the the create yeah, rain. Abu Dhabi or Saudi Arabia somewhere where they create they literally make it rain. And they'll make yeah. these artifacts. That's what harp is, right? It's like they're tapping into something, and we know that the atmosphere is full of energy. That's what lightning An is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like all that shit is full of of static electricity and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So they understood that. I think the the ancients were able to tap into that through some sort of way, yeah. which is what Nikola Tesla was on, and he was trying mm-hmm. to gather, you know, the the energy from the earth. But since they if they can't industrialize it, the lizards want to industrialize everything it's like nah we'll go with yeah. you know thomas edison over there who will just you know let us sign his little piece of paper and I make mean, a shit ton of money i mean isn't it interesting that us now are looking back at ancients and trying to figure out what technology they had and developing technology from their writings and that's how we're able to figure shit out like that's what the nazis did right there figuring out how to build these fucking machines or whatever the time travel Reverse engineer yeah in the sky because they were looking at old ancient texts. So history repeats itself in some way because we're, we're receiving the knowledge from the ancients. So the ancients had to have had knowledge from somewhere. They had to have known all these things. I think we kind of talked about this in the show with like plants, you know, given knowledge and everything, but it's, it's just super fascinating that we're still trying to live off the technology that they had back then because we can't even fucking figure shit out now. <laughs> it's always been Atlantean and always will be Atlantean. Oh, that's great, dude. Fucking, uh, we, we, we talked to Zertis finally last night, you know, rescheduled three times over the past few months and finally did it. But the timing ended up working out great. And, uh, it was great. And also, it was just as high energy as I thought. It was like just as fast paced as I thought. So yeah, bro. it was just kind of like shooting the wind, bro, with this guy, ask him anything and just see what the motherfucker's got like a Rolodex of centuries, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but, uh, but, uh, he, he talked to on his podcast, he talked to Alexander Dugan. That's Putin's right hand motherfucking man. Like, known like he is a he's a he's known as a philosopher but he's he's putin's white right hand man and he calls the west atlantis huh Which alexander one? dugan uh zertus's podcast what's zertus's podcast recent tartarians is he going by that name yeah now? Uh, I, I, yeah, I, yeah zertus just said that he he talked to him he was interviewing no him he around. has a podcast called recent tartarians yeah he has quite yeah. a few episodes out yeah. Part of, and I listened, well, Mark knows that. listened to <laughs> his page. He, he didn't just asked RSS feed wired up yet. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Um, I had to like dig, you know, he has like three different websites. And so I went to, uh, I mean, it's basically a YouTube channel that you could consider a podcast, right? They're just an interview yeah. with a video platform or whatever. The point is, is he talked to Alexander Dugan and I listened <laughs> to the fucking interview. And, uh, and because <laughs> just a few weeks before, like I heard about Dugan and his, and we we're doing the Atlantis month. So I heard him talk that he was kept calling the West Atlantis, Atlanteans, Atlantis, like the Atlantis oh, power. That's what he calls the West in his philosophies. And so basically Russia is going, they, they want to get at war and bring the Atlantis down. 
Wow. And you, you can listen to him say that. It's crazy, right? Atlantic with the C, like an S sound for the C? Like Atlantis. I'll, I can find a document real quick for you uh, and pull it up here. Like, difference. I mean, they're pretty much the same word, but yeah. Right, it, yeah. I, I, yeah, I want to get, uh, I want to get Zertus on to talk about that. He, you could talk to Zertus about a million different things. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> he's, got, he's got that website that says he was, uh, um, uh, I forget what it says. It's some, some wild shit. I can't tell if he's trolling or not, but he's got like this website that's like his red. <laughs> Have you guys seen it? And it, Juan reminded me of it because you're wearing a NASA shirt and, uh, and Zertus told me that he helped NASA grow weed in space. I don't know how, tr- what, where that the proof for that would be, but we have to take his word for it, right? I mean, he hasn't lied to us about anything else. He is a tricky one, that Zertus. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah, dude level, he, he, uh, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Mr. Dugan believes in a uh, mythology that ten of, tens of thousands of years ago, there were two ancient civilizations, one called Atlantis, one called Hyperborea. Scientifically, these never existed. They're just myths. Mr. Dugan believes the values of Atlantis were individualism, human rights, reason, science, cooperation, and order. Ultimately, things fundamentally grounded in earthly existence, whereas the Hyperboreans had access to divine knowledge and a mysticism beyond the limits of this mere planet. Dugan believes that Atlantis and Hyperborea were engaged in an ancient war. Their totally different value sets that this war continues today. In today's geography, Dugan associates the modern-day Atlantean societies as the United States and those countries under its influence. And he associates the Hyperborean society as being Russia and led by Asian countries in touch with spiritualism like Iran and India. Dugan believes that this is ultimate theological destiny of Russia to lead modern-day Hyperborean societies, including not only Russia, but all of Eurasia, from Korea to India to Portugal, away from the corrupt earthly existence and back to the pure divine spiritual knowledge of the original Hyperboreans, resulting the end of our world and the transformation of humanity to divine existence. Yeah, you read that right. He wants Russia to bring about the end of the world in pursuit of spiritual transformation of all society. <laughs> what the fuck? Your sarcastic take on their propagandizing, but it is interesting to see how, like, you know, it, whether true or not, like they take something like that and spin it to make Russia look crazy, and it's just silly, you know. It ties into the shit we've been going into on the show this month of like there being Lumeria, which was the. Lumeria Hyperborea, which we made that connection earlier in this show, but uh, being going against the ultimate fucking tech power overlords of the Atlanteans, and it's Lumeria versus Atlantia, and I'm like, but is Russia that spiritual land that they're talking about? Is China? Because they seem like they're pretty much deep down the materialist rabbit hole that we are. Yeah, I wouldn't consider China, I mean, I'm talking to my ass, but wouldn't consider China like spiritual. You know what I mean? I would or out your ass? I couldn't tell. Out, out, probably <laughs> out my ass. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Like, you and we'll pull out the other. More Hind, more India. That's more spiritual. 
You know what I mean? Like, uh, I would consider that, you know what I mean? Like, but even though yeah, yeah. the Chinese mysticism, I want to look more into like Kobo Daishi and all those guys, the, you know, Japan, all of that. I want yeah. I really want to start diving into that. Like, those, so fascinating. Yeah. yeah. It's so fucking cool. You guys should invite us on Illuminati confirmed and something. I'm down. We got to uh, we got to do like a East meets West Illuminati confirm. We've got our sleeper cell. Chris Pros are up in the mountains north of you both. So if you sleeper fuck with down to your encampment and plant. Okay. <laughs> Illuminati confirm is next level podcasting. You know, we take the streets. We're going to send so that anyone can call and we're going to put flyers out everywhere. I'll send you guys the image and print it out. Put it around your local town and see what conspiracy nuts call our voicemail. You're, uh, That's a great you're, idea. Your mic's going in and out again. Yeah, it's going in and out, Mark. Whenever we talk, it like puts you out. Dude, I had this crazy conversation. I was waiting for my car's uh, oil change, and I went to this uh, sandwich shop over at this like home department improvement store, and I was sandwich. talking to this homeless lady outside. And she started talking about how she, but she started dropping like real spit. Like she was straight up foaming out of the mouth. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, she was coming with some real heat. Uh, and by that, I mean like she was dropping a lot of like really big, uh, like kind of like hidden, you know, corporate names of, uh, you know, uh, high tech companies that were in the area. And she was just like, yeah, I was married to this guy and, you know, he had this special algorithm that he was hired by this company. You know, when have you ever heard a homeless person rant and sometimes they're just talking like the biggest novel you've ever heard? I'm like, yeah. are you reciting something or <laughs> is this straight flow of consciousness? Like, I don't understand, but I wish I had a recording because you were next level, bitch. Well, I, <laughs> damn it. I said that. I didn't mean to say that. This is what we want to do for the show. We want to. We want to have anybody call in and leave us a voicemail, what they believe. Maybe it's someone like that. Hopefully, we'll find some pay phones that are still in existence. <laughs> call us. But, uh, but, yeah, we'd love to have you guys as guests on the show. The The goal was to have people on who don't go by their real names. And as far as I go, you know, every time you've ever been on my podcast, I call you Dan Danunaki and Roman the homie Romy. Those aren't real names. So we could do that. That's the only standard, really. You have to have a super- <laughs> we'll go into the deepest, yeah, the deepest conspiracy there is, which is, uh, oh, we'll keep it a secret because it's a sweet old Easter egg and there's totally an answer. I didn't just blank out just now and use this as an excuse. <laughs> I don't use my real name because uh, I don't have to. Right. No, we don't think you should have to, but we that's just how we exclusively decide who we're going to have on the show or not. My my real name is, great fam- idea. is already famous So because uh, it's brown, so it's Dan Brown. So... I don't want people confusing me with the author, you know? Fuck that guy. I mean, hey, you could <laughs> conceivably start a solo podcast called, like, The Da Vinci Code with Dan Brown, and it would... <laughs> that would actually... Off you'd get... You'd, you'd get <laughs> start a Patreon under his name and everything. <laughs> My name, I like Leonardo Da Vinci. What's wrong with this? I'm looking... <laughs> It's a podcast. It's not a book. It's not a fucking movie. Get off my back. 
Uh, I'm West Coast, so we grew up with like rap names around out here, man. So we gotta, you know, get that, get that going. Could do Leonardo Dan Vinci. Yeah, that's a good one too. <laughs> Dan Vinci Brown. Yeah, Brown. That's awesome. Yeah. What's your favorite uh, takeaway? Uh, what, what was All your my friends call me ultimate Nicholas Cage takeaway from Da Vinci Code, man? Nicholas Cage. Da Vinci Wasn't Code. he in Da Vinci Code? No, no, it was in National Treasure. I think that's what you're thinking about. Uh, oh, yeah. Yep. That's what I like, meant. What the fuck? What the fuck? fuck? Fuck that up. Wait, who was <laughs> who was in Da Vinci Code? What the Tom fuck? Hanks? Tom Hanks, your favorite boyfriend? <laughs> no, that's a, he's he's the side piece, man. He ain't nothing to me. Yeah, it was Tom know. Hanks in the Da Vinci Code. The yeah. National Treasure was... Wasn't it Cage National Treasure? Yeah. 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 And those are National Treasure too. Uh, uh, when you when you typed that Nick Cage thing to me on, on Telegram, and I told you you can't keep uh, Odin in a cage just because he's Saint Nick. Odin is Saint Nick, and so that's why I was like, you can't keep Odin in a cage, Nick Cage. Nick Cage, bro. He's 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 an alchemist, dude. He's he's the one that's again. <laughs> Trans, bro, I'm serious. He's transmuting Dude. fiction into reality and telling all these stories and living all these lifetimes. Literally, like he talks about, I think the six or seven levels of bacon too. Like I was gonna look into that because he 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 brought that up on a on a on an interview he was doing one time where they talk about like how actors are like pretty much on a different dimension mm. when they're acting and they're portraying these ideas forward and they have to. St- think like six or seven steps ahead of time or some crazy shit. Oh, the dude's a philosopher, yeah. bro. The dude's on, on, on next level. We gotta, you gotta get him on soon, bro. Cause that'd be fucking amazing. Get him on, man. I got, the, I'll hit him up, man. I'm sorry. I didn't even realize you wanted him on. I, I, I will hit him up for you, bro. <laughs> yeah, man, what? for sure, bro. Absolutely. I'm not lying. I wouldn't lie about that. We can't, we can't hear you. I met, I met, I met him at the uh, cafe down the street, uh, Mama's Cafe, where rosemary potatoes. Shut uh, the fuck up, bro. Let, of, let Mark talk. <laughs> uh, we he had can't, uh, can't. a compo. It's not coming through. What? No, it's not coming through at what, all, Mark? bro. What, Mark? What? Uh, he's fucking with us now. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Mark. Yeah, I'm coming through, motherfuckers. Ah, he's coming through. It is, it is it is 1 a.m. on the East Coast, so I'll probably have to call Yeah, let's it. get out of here, man. You yeah. definitely want to do Illuminati confirm rising from the ashes. Cross cast, swap cast, share cast. Let's do it. Yeah, we'll plan for that. We'll set it up. Do it. We'll figure something out. Diddly. Diddly dub. Well, thank you, boys, for being on. Uh, this has been the longest group show we've ever done, uh, <laughs> and the world is yet to uh, to to realize the sweetness of this compote. So, uh, <laughs> it's a true blessing and honor, sirs. Thank you. Tell the people sure. where they can find you guys. Illuminati confirmed exists on my family thinks I'm crazy RSS feed as well as the one-on-one podcast RSS feed as well as the Mensa podcast when Chris gets his fucking shit together and uploads it but uh i don't know i haven't checked maybe he did already and then i'm an asshole but you can find all my stuff at my family thinks i'm crazy.com we also got altmediaunited.com where all of your gentlemen's podcasts are is that tea that's a teapot we're gonna have to <laughs>
out of this house. I'm not <laughs> come through on the podcast ever again. Rip that, rip that whistle tip off that teapot, Tara. Anyway, my family what thinks you so- call my mama. <laughs> yeah, at the one on one podcast on all social media platforms. Follow me on there and yeah, on any RSS feed, really any any podcast platform. Find me on there. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thank you, man. Whistle tip. Thank you. And so all I'm calling you, on my- if you're not down with that, wake, wake up. up.